this month. The Stern Show celebrates the birthday of its most polarizing character. Benji Bronk. Hey, hey. Happy 55th birthday. Thank you, but fuck you. That's not my fucking age. I've told you this before. All right, 54. Just cut this shit out. Just fucking no. All right, I give up. Happy birthday, Benji. Now leave me alone. Having a little uh, vocal issue. Hold on. Me, I had to turn off my mic and clear my yeah. throat. <laughs> That'll do it. I don't do that. I do it right for the audience. I wanted to show them how much suffering goes into this job. <laughs> what the hell's going on in here? Feels like things are weird. I went over uh, to try to spruce myself up before going on camera, and I have a big mirror down here in my basement. Yeah, you disappeared for a second. I said, yeah. we're starting I, yeah. I went over to... Look at myself in the mirror, kind of pull my hair out and see if my shirt was fitting improperly for the camera. In case you don't know, we do this show on the app, too, so you can see us. But um, anyway, but it makes no sense. It's in the dark, the mirror. <laughs> and so I can't see anything. So I was staring at a dark mirror. Like, it's oh. completely pitch black in here, so I... And I think what happened is when we... you're wearing dark clothing, your hair is dark. Yeah. So I, I was just like... I think when the guys put the studio together, they were like, well, all the lights are on, everyone can see everything, but you got to turn all the lights out because we keep the lights off when we do the show because we're doing a TV show. Anyway, I can't see myself, so whatever I look like, I look like. My hair is kind of messy this morning. I put a ton of gel in it last night before I went to bed. I took a big big shower, gelled it up, and that usually keeps things tight, and then I pull it out yeah. in the morning. Uh, I don't know. It just didn't work. It's like wild. It's like a big barrel. It failed. <laughs> it's like a... looked like a big bushy... It looked like a bushel of wheat. Did I mean, you, I'm lucky. Is your, your gel expired or something? Why didn't it work? No. The, the, the theory is if I put tons of gel in my hair, it, it shrinks it. It makes it like a tight little curly, like, um, like a little knit cap on my head. Uh huh. And then I don't, I don't mess with it. So when Beth looks at me during dinner, I've got all this gel in my hair and it's like these tight little curls. And you can imagine how good that looks. <laughs> but I've explained to her that my process requires me to look bad for dinner. <laughs> And she gets dressed up for dinner every night. She puts on a nice dress because, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. And I look like I wear the same thing every night for dinner. I wear my green sweatshirt with my jeans and my T-shirt and the gel in my hair. Why don't uh, that's, you dress for her? I did at the beginning of the uh, quarantine. And I thought, you know, she makes an effort. Let me make an effort. And now it's like, what's the point? <laughs> I look like shit. I mean, it doesn't matter if I put a different shirt on, you know, I could put on my whole closet. It's basically the same thing. Everything is black. Ugh. So we sit there and we eat and she looks like an angel and I just wear the same thing. But she, you know, she j gets dressed up. I, I requested uh, a nude dinner. Not me, her. But oh, she's, she's going to be nude by herself. 
Yeah. And I'll just look at it. But she said no. <laughs> I think that's one of those things you have to go in on. Yeah. It's unbelievable. She's got this ring that, you know, we go for a walk every day. And I'm depressed because I used to run. And I used to be able to run outside and do four to six miles, sometimes eight miles. Now I can't run anymore for a variety of reasons. It started to hurt when I peed from uh, running. It's a whole thing. Yeah, everything you do to try to be healthy now starts to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to stop running because it hurt so much when I peed. As soon as I stop running, it doesn't hurt when I pee. Well, yeah, usually you hear marathoners saying things like that, not people who just run for, you know, fitness. I asked the doctor about it, and he said it's probably you got a little bit of blood in your urine. Sorry, I hate to gross you out, but he goes, when you know, you're running and jostling things around, and then that hurts when you pee. And I went, well, fuck it. I'm not going to run anymore. He goes, no, we could probably uh, go in. And I go, no, I'm not going in anymore. No, no, why go in? No, I'm not going <laughs> in. Everything works fine. <laughs> I'll just stop running. Quite frankly, I hate running. I was doing it so I wouldn't have any belly fat. And quite frankly, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I look horrible. I got a lot of belly fat now. And you know what? It feels great when I pee. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? So, yeah, I don't know. I gelled up my hair and did my usual thing. But some days, you know, it's like kind of hit and miss. It's potluck. So I apologize for you having to look at me like this, but <laughs> nothing I can do about it. I tried my best. You know what I mean? You always look good. I like your glasses look a lot. Beth likes it too. We we, we were oh. looking at you on the app and she goes, I love Robin's new glasses. I go, yeah, it works for her. I don't know. Wish I could find a pair of glasses that work for me so I didn't have to sit here in the dark. I'm wearing sunglasses because whenever I put on regular glasses, I don't know what it is. It just, I look goofy. But if I have <laughs> the shades on, I look a little bit cool. Well, I was sitting here thinking, maybe I should tent these glasses. Don't. You'll look like an idiot like me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. You look good. Don't tint them. Right. You'll look like you'll look you'll look like you're trying to look good, like what I do. <laughs> Everybody knows. Like everyone's like, look at that idiot. He thinks he looks good in sunglasses. And I don't know. When I look at the pictures or I look at the app when we're on TV, I go, you know what? I do look better in the sunglasses. But it's absurd. A, I can't see, I can't read anything because it's so dark in here for my sunglasses. I mean, I'm wearing sunglasses in, indoors. I got to come up with a good excuse that I'm light sensitive because uh, like Ratso used go. to do that. Remember Ratso? Yeah. Ratso always Ratso wore sunglasses. Wore dark glasses all the time. Yeah. Yes. I go, Ratso, what's with the dark glasses? He goes, oh, I go, I go, you're trying to look good like me? He goes, no, no, I um, I'm light sensitive, very <laughs> horrible, very light. I go, oh, okay, sure. How'd he get that? What is he, a vampire? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, he looks like a vampire because he's so light skinned. He's very white, rat. So, I haven't spoken to him in a while. I haven't spoken to anybody in a while. Quite frankly, when's the last? You know what? I I was thinking about it. Last time I saw you was like two years ago. I mean, in person. Yes, I know. You know? And I. I didn't watch the Emmys last night because I just don't give a fuck. But I know I know I was screwing off because I really should watch them. I got some tape and we can kind of pretend like we watched them. But 
Yeah, I I actually set my VCR. VCR. What am I talking about? My DVR. <laughs> and uh and then forgot to turn it on when uh it started, so I didn't get to see it. Turn I it on. A few things. No, I you know, change to the channel. I you know, like sometimes you like to let it run a little bit so you don't have to sit through commercials. Yeah, but you don't need to turn it on. Your DVR should automate. You should set it so that it records the show. Like you did that. Of course I do. You are you don't crazy? Do anything. You what told you, somebody I, to do that. Well, okay. But <laughs> I, in other words, I have people, and so do you. Just the you can um you can advance record it. You don't have to go be there that moment to record it. No, no, no. I said it. Oh, you did. Okay. And then I forgot that I, you know, it was there. Oh. Because I got oh, busy I doing something else. Got it. I think Ronnie but still uses But I watched uses... the, the countdown show on E! for a little bit. Yeah, I got some tape of that. That is hysterical. Everybody should yeah. watch that. <laughs> I'm not too thrilled with what happened to the E! Network. You know, I, I should say we. We started the E! Network. If you remember the e-network years ago, doesn't matter anyway. All those networks are going away. Can you believe how little TV stations are worth now? Like, mm. I think we could buy one. Like, probably a few. <laughs> yeah, have our own little network. Joan Rivers used to do a little pre-show on the red carpet that was so entertaining because she's just so entertaining. But now they got a bunch of goofballs running that network and. They got a bunch of goofballs on there who are just so jive. I don't know what happened to television, but like even these pre-shows, everyone's like, hey, look what's happening. What? Let's go to the body cat. Like they have this weird delivery. Like they don't like they've never been on TV before and they're yelling and screaming about nothing. And I think- Well, this was even before the red carpet. There was no red carpet and they were just sitting there talking about what people wore before. I know, and it's just awful. It's horrible programming, but for a while, the E-Network was happening. They had us on yeah. at uh, 11 o'clock every night and basically had a lot of hot, naked chicks on there and people fucking around in the weirdest ways. Like, it, it turned into a freak show, but it was a good show. <laughs> I mean, the thing had huge ratings, and then I think they might have fired us. Or maybe I... Yeah, I think they decided they? they were going in a different direction or something. <laughs> like a normal direction. <laughs> and they were like, we don't know. You know what it was? They were so lame, the E-Network. They had no... No one had it in their home. Right. And as soon as uh, we came on, everyone had to have it. So they, they basically went from like being on in 50-something percent of the country to like 90% of the country using us. And we were the hook. Everybody got it. And then, then they, I think they dumped us. Well, I don't even know if they dumped us. I don't, I don't recall exactly how yeah. it went down. I don't recall being fired, but it was kind of no. like, well, I think they were just not interested anymore. Maybe they were. I don't even remember. Everything's like a blur. Everything's a blur in my career. I know. I just assumed I got fired. But. I mean, I've been fired from a lot of radio stations and hired by a lot of radio stations. Let's be honest. I can't even tell you how many I've been fired from because um, we were syndicated. And then like one week we'd pick up three stations, get fired by one. <laughs> Some stations couldn't stand the heat. So they got out yeah. of the fire. Yeah. yeah. 
You know that expression, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the fire? Get out um, of the kitchen. Oh, is that, that it? it? Yeah. yeah, they got out of the kitchen. <laughs> the radio stations. <laughs> they got out quick. Really? They were like, woo, 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 woo. we got to get out of this kitchen. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. We've had quite a career. But, uh, yeah, I look like shit today. But I can't see myself in the mirror. I don't know. What? You know, Why I, can't I didn't... you mount a little light on the mirror? Because, I mean, I guess they could arrange for that, but I, I can't yeah. mount anything. I can't do anything. I'm such a disaster. <laughs> Beth and I figured out a new way to take our walk through our neighborhood. Oh, yeah? And she tests me every day to see if I can get back home, and I have <gasps> failed every time. And then yesterday I was so embarrassed that I, it, it's literally two rights and a left. But when I have to reverse it is when I get into trouble. And she goes, okay, let's see if you can get home. And then I, I, I inevitably make the wrong turn. And she goes, you're kidding me, right? You're, you're just putting, and I go, yes, I was joking. And she goes, well, swear on the life of Bianca, you were joking. Bianca was our dog. And I yeah. go, I'm not going to do that. And then she goes, oh my <laughs> God, you really were, lo- you have no idea where you are. I go, I don't. <laughs> I don't know where I am. It's embarrassing. It's like, I think I I'm an you, idiot. There was one time we were walking back to the station. I got lost. That we worked at every day. <laughs> and we were standing across the street from the building. Yeah. And I said, Howard, do you know where you are? <laughs> I'm telling you. But <laughs> do you, you said, think? No, I don't. <laughs> That's why I won't take an IQ test. I'm pretty sure whatever that <laughs> aptitude is. That you have to have to get back home and to have some sort of sense of direction that I have none. So like, even if I do well on English or, or sort of, uh, you know, like, like common sense, uh-huh. once I get to the portion where you kind of have to find your direction, which I'm sure there are questions like that, <laughs> I'll go right down to zero. <laughs> That'll take your whole score down. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I don't have a sense of direction. I mean, it doesn't seem like it should be that hard, but. I d- you're just so don't. into detail in some mm. ways that I don't understand how you can't make, you don't see landmarks. No. You don't recognize anything. Maybe I'm just like, maybe I'm a genius and I have, all I see is big picture kind of things. Like I painted maybe. yesterday and I realized, look at me, I'm painting here on a pretty high level. And uh, most people can't do that. So I must be somewhat intelligent. So I can't, so I can't, maybe, I, maybe I'm just so filled with ideas. I mean, a lot of the day I'm thinking about the radio show and what I'm going to talk about. So yeah, I guess you're not observing anything that's outside of, you know, what you're thinking because the building we worked in was a pretty iconic building. It had a, a special look and I was like, yeah. he doesn't recognize that building. I know when we went to Sirius, I was shocked to see that we were across the street from Radio City Music Hall. I didn't know the, yeah. I didn't know that. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I should but have known that. But that was the thing. We were at a corner where Radio City Music Hall was right there and our building was right across from it. And I said, do you know where you are? And you said, no. No, no. In fact, when I started working at America's Got Talent, they moved it to Radio City Music Hall and I wasn't sure how to get from our building over there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where am I? Uh, so it's got to be that I'm intelligent, but 
I don't know. I guess I'm just missing that chunk of intelligence. And I'm pretty sure if my mother had breastfed me, I'd be able to find my way home. That was, that was the part you lost. <laughs> I go with this. I'm so smart. I'm stupid. Because <laughs> <laughs> my head is up my ass. I don't know. I was like, so we have a guest coming up. I'm not allowed to talk about this for some reason, but our, our guest has uh, written a book and I'm supposed to read it in advance, which I'm happy to do because I love this guest and the book is so brilliant and it's everything I want to read in the book. So I don't know. I woke up at uh, three o'clock this morning and couldn't sleep. So I went on the Kindle. I only read on the Kindle because my vision is so bad now. I can't read a regular book. Everything's fucking falling apart on me. <laughs> it really is. I mean, I, I might as well be honest. I mean, it's a mess. You know, Beth is telling me I got to walk up straight because I look like a hunchback. And I and she goes, I want you to live a long time. You better straight. I go, what does that got to do? If I'm hunched over, does that mean I'm going to die soon? Yeah, is that a sign? I don't know. I don't know. But I guess it's just in terms of being a man and walking next to her, I should be walking up straight with pride. With my woman, but uh, I don't know. I'm all I'm all hunched over. I've always been hunched over. All the Stearns hunch over. We're all embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> to be a Stern is to hunch over. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I um, I'm laying in bed and I started the book, and I realize I was getting pissed off. I'm like Jeff Bezos is inventing rocket ships for consumers to go into space. And the fucking Kindle, which is his company, Amazon, the Kindle sucks. I realize it's not Does keeping it? up with the times. Yeah, because the book I'm reading has a lot of pictures of uh, okay. this person's career. And you know how on the iPad you can um, you can open up the, you can, what do you call that? Like You can expand. The yeah, you can expand the picture and see it. And like with the kid, all the Kindle is is a reader. So like this person has um, song lyrics sheets that they wrote and things that you could look at. And I realize I have to get the book now because I can't see anything mm. on the Kindle. It's the, the pictures stay tiny. And expand. No. Yeah. And the other thing is too, it doesn't play with the internet at all. Like I like when you're reading and it it gives you a web address in the New York Times and you go to press it. It it doesn't have any interconnectivity. Is that right? Interactiveness. Mm. Yeah. Or whatever it's that not is. Connected. It's not interactive. So the only thing it allows you to do is go to the Amazon bookshop and buy more books. <laughs> you can't expand the pictures. You can't see anything. Nothing's in color. But if I was Jeff Bezos, fix the fucking Kindle before you get the spaceship going. Or am I out of line saying that? No, you're not out of line at all. You're a consumer. No. I'm right. And that's what you want. Maybe nobody has said that to them. Has it, have they improved the Kindle and am I just, is my technology behind it? Have you not bought a Kindle in a long time? Maybe it's been upgraded. Yeah. But I asked my boy Matt, who's my IT guy, and he says, he says the Kindle's the same. I said to him, is there an upgrade? I mean, have they figured out? I mean, it's not like Jeff Bezos has to invent anything. All he's got to do is look at the iPhone or the Android, yeah, and see that you the, can touch the, the screen. The technology and... already exists. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not asking to invent something new. I said that to Sirius the other day. I was in a meeting, and I said, um, 
I don't. Th- I don't think management cares about my ideas because uh, I have good ideas. I think maybe I'm just a pain in the ass. But I was like the other day I was on Beth's Instagram and um, we had a cat that we loved, and we said, you know, let's let's broadcast live. So on Instagram, you hit a button, you're broadcasting live to your followers. It's already been invented. I said on the app, I'd rather go on Sirius's app and do that kind of thing than give it to give content to Instagram. Right. I said, how come I can't hit a button and just start broadcasting from my house with a camera? So I think Sirius should have that ability. That's the thing I'm pushing for in the company. Did they respond in any way? Mm, Nobody cares. I mean, (laughs) they care about a lot of stuff, but they don't care about me. I mean, they care about me, but they don't care about my my idea. Don't give us your ideas. Is that what that be here? But don't give us your ideas. It's like, you know, it's Stern, just concentrate on your radio show. Don't worry about the technology. The app's doing great. But uh, did you notice that Jeff Bezos's rocket looks a lot like Jeff Bezos? Like, Yes, it has the same shape as his head. <laughs> yeah, it's like a penis head. <laughs> but I dig Jeff Bezos. I'm not one of those guys who's angry that he's a multi-billionaire. I, I think the guy worked hard and he came up with a great idea. I mean, how many of you would put money into selling books in this day and age when you think about how he started Amazon? Probably zero. Well, forget you putting money in. He didn't have any mm. money. He got other right. people to put money in. Whatever. That's how enthusiastic he was about it. He got he convinced other people to put money behind it. Yeah, he's a smart dude. So I'm like, well, yeah, someone's going to be a billionaire. Might as well be him. I thought we encouraged that kind of thing in America. I'm a, I'm a Jeff know. Bezos guy. I don't know guy. if this is America because it's like he did the worst thing you could possibly do. He a lot built of a great work. company. Built a great company, and I can get anything delivered to my house within a day. And do you know what they now talk about innovation? You know what they are working on is getting it to you in hours, not day a day. You mean with the drone? Well, they are also, one of the reasons they're opening up all those centers around the country is so there's not you know they're not that far away from you Jeez, when you order fucking, something. How great is that, Robin? Yeah. Can you imagine? Because I mean, I get pissed waiting a day. I know it's ridiculous. I'm like watching the door. Has it come yet? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like uh, Pavlov's dog. I start salivating when I see those Amazon packages. I get so excited. Even though it's dumb. I order dumb, cheap stuff like paintbrushes, but I get so excited. Right. You want your new stuff. Yeah. To use it. You want to try it out. Yeah. I love it. But anyway, they got to fix the Kindle. And I actually will reject a a thing that won't come in two days. I would, you know, it's like, oh, it's not going to come for a week. I don't want it. Let me go find something that'll come faster. That's right. Anybody know anything about the Kindle? Am I behind on my technology? Is there a better Kindle that where you can just simply look at picture? Oh, here's John Hine. He's a maven. What's up? I'm reading about it, Howard. It says that they're going to have a, uh, a software upgrade rolled out over the next few weeks. But I don't know if it's going to talk about yeah. the issue that you're talking about. But they say they anticipate a new Kindle by the end of the year. So they're aware know. of the they're aware of the problems. They just have- oh, they are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it doesn't seem like uh, that complex to fix that. It's already been invented. It's called an iPhone. Just make it like the iPhone, except uh, I don't know. 
What do I know? Well, there's well, a Kindle. You... Re- there's 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 Kindle Reader app you can get on the iPhone, which yeah, I have that. Per- I don't want that. I don't. I don't want that. I want to read on the Kindle, but I want it to be able to to see the pictures in somebody's book. It's weird. Will what? that reader do that, John? Do you know? I don't know. I don't Nobody think knows. so. I know Howard's talking about. It. it feels like an antiquated piece of technology, even though all these features are available in other places. But yeah. I, and they haven't upgraded since 2016, so it's it's been yeah, a while. And I don't mind. I don't mind that they're behind on their technology. Just when I see Jeff Bezos making rocket ships to the you know to space, uh, you know, I'm like, well, wait a second. You got a Kindle first, and then we'll talk about a rocket ship. Well, can't you do everything all at once? Evidently not. not. <laughs> yeah, right. You just answered your own question. Anyway, that's that. John needs darker glasses. That's what he should. He do. needs to to mm. shade his glasses. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was watching the news this morning. But I do love my app. I have this app. What the hell is it? It's called. Let me see. You'll love this. A lot of times I can't watch. See, you live alone, so you can just put on your TV. A lot of times I can't, uh, like when I'm eating breakfast. Yeah, so on my iPhone I watch MSNBC in the morning, but I've got this thing called Sling TV. Do you have that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see the the logo there. I could get it if I wanted it. Why do you use Sling? I don't know. It records a bunch of shows I like, and it's on right on my iPhone, and I can just sit there and eat my yogurt and watch uh, msnbc now you're saying yeah but i could do that on my tv but it's just simple because i have it with me on my iphone i don't have to turn the tv on i don't have to hear beth going oh it's so loud you know what i mean Mm -hmm. well i use a couple of apps because i want to hear the national news yeah from you know all these streaming services so i have a few that i watch yeah but they're on tv because i can watch them on tv (laughs) Meanwhile, like, I don't understand a lot of stuff in the news. Maybe I am just stupid because I'm reading about how France is pissed off at the United States. Oh, yeah, States. they got so, pissed. They're so pissed off at the United States because they were selling a bunch of submarines to Australia, which was a lot of money for their economy because one of these submarines cost a couple of billion dollars. So yeah, France yeah. was pretty excited because I guess, you know, created a lot of jobs and stuff. So. Australia gets these submarines from France and they suck. Like they don't build a good submarine. The, the, Australia is like, dude, we, 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 we can't even fight any wars with these submarines. They're, they're, they're hardly operational. So um, Australia said to the United States, hey, fuck France. How about you guys build us some submarines? And, they, you know, nuclear submarines. So the United submarines. States closed the deal. Yeah. United States closed the deal, and France is all upset with the United States because we're a bunch of scumbags for selling, agreeing, you know, agreeing to sell submarines to Australia. And I'm like, dude, get over yourself. You built a shit product, and they shop somewhere else. That's how it happens. Yeah, you don't have I mean, to keep grow taking up. shit. <laughs> in the you know, in this world, you don't have to keep taking shit if you don't want it. Yeah, you're building a subpar submarine, and I don't know exactly why their submarines weren't working, but evidently it was a big hunk of junk, 
Well, the, so we, the French then said, we did not know you were not happy. And the uh, Australians said, well, we told you many times that we were not happy. And so we had to go somewhere else. You never fixed anything. Yeah, and P.S., if I buy a car and I'm not happy, it's not my obligation to tell the car company I'm not happy with their car. I'm just not buying another car from you. But if you do and they still don't fix the car, what are you supposed to do? you got to go somewhere else. They're yeah. asking you to go somewhere else. So maybe I'm not so stupid. I understand the problem. And I'm like, France, fuck you. Like, no offense. Build a better submarine and you won't have any problem. You know, don't forget, you could be pissed off all you want. But guess who saved your ass from the Nazis? You dudes laid down. I mean, my God. The, the Nazis conquered France in a day. They just walked Howard, in and basically... Howard. Nobody remembers that. Nobody cares? Well, I'm an old guy. I care. All that information's going to die with me. I don't know if this woman's for real, but she's been calling in. Her name is Cassie. Uh -huh. She. I don't even know if I... I can. She claims she masturbated during my Norm tribute the other day on the air. What? Yeah, and I'm not sure. Were you a big Norm fan, Cassie? Um, yes, Hi. I'm a big Norm fan from any time he was on your show. I absolutely love him. Yeah, great guy. Funny guy. Yes. You brought Actually, I don't even know I don't show. even know if he was a great guy. I do know he was funny as hell because I never got to know Norm all Yeah, he was great here with us whenever he was here. But I loved him. Yeah. He I really did. Seemed yeah. like he had a great energy. Look, he entertained the hell out of me. Uh, whenever I'd watch him on Saturday Night Live or when he'd come in here or at Simon Conan or Letterman. So I love him for that. You know, however, yeah. he, however he did it, he was great. Yep. My most, you know, knowing Norm was from your show, you know, when he would come in and do the Bob Dole in that suit. And it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was good stuff. Yeah. So I and was so moved you by your tribute on air. Let's start again. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, Ramid. Uh, just start again. I was so moved by your tribute to him. I was thinking, I'm like, what can we do as normal humans that don't have a radio show? You know, you can post on social media, but that's really fucking lame. I'm like, as a woman, the best thing you can do for a man is rub a few out for him, masturbate, you know? Watch the video of him and be like, this man's gone, but he's going to give me an orgasm. And I thought that was a good way to tribute him. I mean, I don't know what good that does, Norm, but I can't imagine. I don't being a, know I mean, either, but I figured it was better than posting on social media. <laughs> I'm a guy, and I can jerk off to anything, but I don't know if I want to jerk off to dead people who just died. I mean, that's pretty amazing that you could actually rub your vagina and get somewhere. Yep, I with rubbed that. one out. You know, I figured. I don't know if you're a dude that when you die, you know, you're still giving women orgasms in some weird way while they're looking at you. That it might be cool. All right. And I, I guess said it's that better than a staff for that test, I would do the same if you know. <laughs> How old are you? It's better than a twenty-one gun salute. <laughs> How old I are you? Here, you know, he's not going to hear the twenty-one gun salute. I'm going to give him four orgasms. What the fuck? How old are you? I'm thirty-four. Hmm. You sound cute as hell. I mean, who knows? But well, thank you. I'm no Beth Stern. I'm just a regular woman. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, and I well, I gave them well. the idea, your anniversary is coming up, Howard, of when you made the woman come on the speaker. Remember bang o'clock at 4 o'clock where you wanted everyone to fuck at the same time? You mean Why don't you... we get a whole bunch of women to masturbate 
at the same you time you, on you, your anniversary. You, you put on your TV the Norm tribute and yep. rubbed your like and got naked on a bed and just rubbed your vagina. I, I wasn't completely naked. I just didn't have any pants on. Yeah, right. I started rubbing my vagina. They had a video of him, and I cast it to my TV while listening to the tribute you were doing so I could see Norm. And it felt like he was giving me the orgasm. And I was like, hmm. he was an awesome dude, you know. Let him have a woman come for a couple more times. How much do you weigh? I'm not skinny or I'm not fat. I'm like 130. How tall? 5'4". Okay. So it's not some great honor that some supermodel rubbed one out, but I'm just curious. I'm a normal woman, to... and I rubbed him out to norm. <laughs> you married woman? Yep, I've been married for 15 years. Okay, that's fascinating. And I mean, I'm like, really. I, I just seem so morbid that Norm was dead and. Imagine like staring at Norm and masturbating, but I, you know what? I, I guess I guess I've seen everything now. That's true. Yeah, well, was it? I didn't see his corpse. It's not like I went to his funeral and saw his casket and just started rub like laid on the floor and started rubbing my pussy because that would be fucked up. <laughs> you think? <laughs> if you started doing that at a funeral, like, oh my god, I need to fucking just drop my pants and start masturbating in front of everybody. <laughs> or maybe someone should do that. That would be a good. You know, that'd be fucking funny for a comedian. So you still masturbate and you also fuck your husband? Yep, I don't masturbate very often because my husband takes care of me. And I don't use sex toys because I think it desensitizes women to their husband because men can't keep up with those. I'm with you on that. I knew a girl who was uh, single for a lot of years. and Are you she... talking about me? No. But <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this woman was, no, 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 I'm really not talking about you, but maybe it, it could be about you because this woman was single for many, many years and, um, and she's a friend of mine and she told me, yeah, I used to use a vibrator all the time. And then she went to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist said, you got to stop using the vibrator because what's happening is you're turning into a hermit. Like she was totally satisfied and then she wouldn't go out and look for a dude. And she was like, okay. Yep. So she stopped and like, she, she, sure enough, she got married because, uh, it worked. She, she was had like, to. <laughs> yeah. Like it, like it forced her out of the house. I'm not kidding. I'm not making that up. It's, and it wasn't Robin. <laughs> but, uh, and it desensitizes you. What man can keep up with a vibrator? It's not fair. Yeah. It's so true. You know, yeah, I, um, I don't mind jerking off that much because I, I want to be present for Beth. And plus, I really like having sex with Beth. When she just had her period, she had her, uh, it was weird. She had an irregular period and it interrupted my sex life. So I did masturbate during that. But oh, you that had was to. It. Yeah, you got yeah, to do what not, you got to do. Yeah, well, she's not up for, her, have, I would I would bang her right through her period. I don't care. That never slowed me down. Yeah, uh, she had an unscheduled event. Bang Beth because she's covered in mud and Bleeding from her vagina, she's so sexy. I think. Oh, what? You know, Who cares. Who cares. <laughs> yeah, this banger. Well, this obviously banger. Beth cares. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she cares. Yeah, I don't. Cares. I'm like, I think it's hot. I even want to. I told her don't shower before sex, and she's like, No, no, no. I've got to. Uh, I've got to be clean. I don't want you associating any weird smells with me. And I'm like, Hey, I probably stink to high heaven. So. <laughs> Yeah, and her weird smells, you'll think smells sexy. That smells gross to her. She needs to understand that. To her, you're, she's a goddess. 
to you, she's a goddess, and anything she smells like is amazing. Yeah. No, she smells great. Like, she never smells. So, what can I say? It's exciting, but... so beautiful. Yeah. I have a good time with her. I follow your cat videos and the whole... I was going to ask you about Rhonda, because I know you've been having a hard time. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to ask you about that or not. But my heart just broke for you with the Rhonda situation. I was pretty attached to Rhonda. That's the problem. I mean, we have six resident cats here. If I start keeping every one of them, though, I got real attached to her, but... Hey, Cassie, I got to go. I'm in the middle of very important discussion with Robin. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good day. And you are beautiful, Howard, so don't be down on yourself. You don't look weird today. You're gorgeous. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye, Robin. Bye, Bye. Howard. Bye, Cassie. Bye. Sweet lady. Yeah. Right? And look yeah. at what she did for Norm. I hope he appreciates it. I hope he knows. Yeah, we got a lot of email about Norm. People loved him. I wish Norm was around to see how much people loved him. I don't think he yeah, felt the love. Yeah, do you think love. he knew that he was that mm-hmm. beloved? No. I'll be honest with you. I don't think Norm knew. I think Norm kind of thought, eh, you know, people. I'm sort of like caught in the middle of show business. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. people care. And But Norm was a Norm was just a monster. Uh, Ted Sarandos, little name drop, of Netflix. <laughs> Everybody wants to be friends with Ted Sarandos. Well, of course uh, but, they do. But I know how to I know how to play Ted Sarandos. I don't uh, bother him at all. He writes me, <laughs> and I barely write back. If I write back to him, I write like one sentence. Because everybody's sucking his balls to try to get a deal with Netflix, and I don't care if I have a deal with Netflix. Netflix, so I'm not looking for anything from him. I'm probably the only right. guy in his life. When he writes to you, he knows he doesn't get anything back like, oh, by the way, I have this project. Yeah, yeah. He's never going to get pitched by me. It's like, Ted, you want to do business with me? Fine, but, you know, come up with something. Because I'm pretty sure Ted, like even his wife pitches him. Because I saw Ted had a, um, they had a documentary on there about his wife's uh, father. Uh-huh. His, uh, her father, huh? Ted's wife's father was the Godfather of Harlem or something like that. Do you know what? You, have, you know that special Godfather of Harlem or something? There's a whole series on um, FX called The Godfather of Harlem. Oh, maybe it's not. Her father was something in Harlem. <laughs> he did something. He was like, um, all right, now we got to go look that up. He was a black dude who made something of himself, especially back in those days. It wasn't so easy. Not that it's any easier now, but it was pretty difficult back then. But Anyway, her father did something, and Ted keeps telling me to watch it, but I don't, because that's part of me. You hate documentaries. You have to be forced into it. Yeah, and also, that's my relationship with Ted. Everyone's sucking his balls. Like, if Ted writes people a note in show business, watch this documentary about my wife's father. uh, You know, everybody jumps to do it. I don't. You know? I pretend to forget where he works. I'm like, what is your company again? Hulu? (laughs) But Ted wrote me about Norm. He really liked Norm. Netflix had a Norm talk show for a while. I don't know what happened to it, but he goes, my favorite moment was Norm got in trouble. I think like on The View or one of those shows. And then he came on our show to explain it. And then he got in more trouble. Oh, no. Do you remember that? No, that, <laughs> uh, that uh, has left my memory. What did he do? He, what the fuck did he do again? I Wait. <laughs> oh. Ted's father-in-law is the black godfather. 
That's his name, Black Godfather. Well, that's the the Netflix series. Yeah, and he keeps telling me to watch it, and I'm like... Not Netflix, it's on FX, actually. Well, Black Godfather is Ted's father-in-law. Right. So what I, my point is, I'm the only guy, I think, who doesn't pitch him. I'm like, uh, I write him, I have no desire to be on Netflix. I mean, I don't care. I'm very happy where I am. Well, I get so. his attention by saying weird things about him. Right. <laughs> Do you remember the day there was something going on? And I said, maybe that's Ted Sarandos's wife. <laughs> I didn't know anything about his wife. Anyway, <laughs> he, Ted wrote You me. had to defend him. <laughs> I've seen him a few times and he goes, hey, that's why I'm happy there's a pandemic. You can't uh, corner me anymore. He goes, hey, did you watch that uh, documentary on my, my father-in-law? And I go, yeah, yeah, it's on my, it's in my, um, it's in my list. On my list. Yeah, I'm going to get to that <laughs> any day now. The Black Next Godfather. Up, Ted. <laughs> right. Hey, Howard, really quick. So the yeah. Black Godfather is a documentary on his father-in-law, who's a musician, and the Godfather of Harlem is a different person. In a different oh, okay, because they have the same name. I knew it was a black guy who did something. That's it. But uh, oh, Ted wrote me. And um, he, he, one of the things he says, I'll never forget how he went on your show hoping to get out of trouble for saying the wrong thing on The View. And that made it worse. <laughs> uh, Norm. Yeah, I forget what he did. He did something. I think I have tape of it. I, Norm came on our show to try to apologize for something he said, which I was happy to have him do because I was just yeah, laughing something the whole got time. misconstrued and he tried to come yeah. on here and unconstrued. Yeah, and then he goes, he goes. <laughs> I would have to be, I would have to have Down syndrome not to understand what I did wrong. <laughs> and then, and then he got in trouble. <laughs> he got a hold of him for saying Down syndrome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He would have been apologizing for the rest of his life. Oh, I see. Okay. I got it backwards. Norm came on our show, got in trouble, then went on the view to clarify his comments. Oh, what did he? Oh, my goodness. Anyway, yeah, he, how did he get in trouble complex. here? <laughs> he got in trouble because he, he wouldn't have been in trouble, but I guess those Yentas were listening. And they probably weren't even listening. Just somebody listened and, yeah. you know, they had it. Of course, they do everything right over there at The View. So. Well, they know yeah. what's right and they know what's what right. everybody should be saying. Yes. 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 Of course they do. That's why they're The View. I would never be that pretentious to name my show The View. Even though it is my viewpoint on the show, but I mean, can you imagine the view? Oh, it's my view. Let me see if I can find that clip so we remember Norm. I mean, I got a bunch of Norm stuff. I should play you this too. I got a whole bunch of them. And Norm, oh, I see, okay. Norm defends Me Too comments and makes Down Syndrome joke. <laughs> he made some Me Too comments. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what he said. to get into. <laughs> Let me pull this out here. This is kind of funny. Uh, I got so many pages here. I got a Norm. Here. Here it is. Okay. I'll get you the whole story so we have it straight. So when people tell their friends... About the show today, love it all right. Hey, Howard, I'm a huge Howard. St I'll start from the beginning. These are the fans writing in about Norm. 
Oh, wow. Alexandra Daddario, who's on White Lotus on HBO, tweeted, as a huge fan of Howard's, I've listened a ton to Norm on the show. Hey now. Howard is an amazing interviewer, and it was incredible to listen to Norm go toe-to-toe with Howard in his own unique, is he being serious, deadpan style, a brilliant comic, rest in peace. White Lotus, is she that hot chick? Which chick is, which, yeah. who is she? Know. She's the hot chick that's married to the dude who treats her crappy, who's always hanging hey out now. at the pool in oh. pool outfits. God, she's hot. She was Woody Harrelson's oh, girlfriend, a true detective. she's the who was on Wait, her what? honeymoon. Right. Yeah. What, what'd you say, Gary? Yeah. She was Woody Harrelson's girlfriend, a true detective, the first season. There's just oh. a great scene where she gets completely naked and has sex Jeez. with him, and she's got to kill her body. She's naked on that show? She was naked in True Detective, yeah, for sure. So I could go on Mr. Skin and check that out, right? Oh, she's she's a legend on Mr. Skin. She's already, like, almost (laughs) in the Hall of Fame, and she's not even, you know, she's very young. I'm going to go on Mr. Skin and look her up. You You should, I have. Mr. Skin account, or do you... Uh, Yes, (laughs) I do. You know what, though? I didn't pay for Mr. Skin. Mr. Skin comped me, and... uh, I kind of saved the account and I forgot all about it. Uh-huh. And and then recently I went, I think I have a Mr. Skin account. Let me go on there. I was looking up some actress. Uh, some TV show I was watching. I said, so hmm, as part I, of your research. <laughs> yeah. For the show. I was just like, hmm, I wonder if she's ever been naked. And sure enough. <laughs> the feeling of disappointment when you look up an actress on Mr. Skin and she's never done nudity is just mind boggling. Like you really? go, fuck. Like, there's nothing good here. It's like she's in a bikini. I, I, I could see that anywhere. I want to, I want to see her naked and uh, making love. That, that's amazing to me. And it's weird. I have a weird integrity. I never take comps or any kind of gifts from sponsors, but right. I made an exception for Mr. Skin. I did. Because I got uh, yeah, sick that's and tired. Why I was like, you have a Mr. Skin account? Well, I got sick and tired of Gary going, I, I was on Mr. Skin and I saw Alexander Dodario. <laughs> And I was just like, why the fuck is he seeing everyone naked? It's not even important that he sees them. It's important that I see them. So I went, fuck that. And I, and I let all my pride go. Give me one of those accounts. <laughs> it's embarrassing, too. One time. Uh, well, it's it amazing a... to me. You want to see everyone naked. I do. I do. <laughs> you know what I want to see naked right now? And this Ooh. is going to be weird. I want to see Rebel Wilson naked. Because she's, she's, she's lost weight? I and love now. weight loss. And she weighed like, I don't know how many hundreds of pounds, but she was very heavy. And now she's like gotten herself down to a nice weight. And she almost wants to be naked. If you follow her on Instagram, which I don't, but I do check <laughs> in on there. If you, if you take a look at her, she wants to be naked in the worst way. Like she's probably about 25 pounds away from being nude. Because she's always in a towel or she's in um, an outfit that shows off some of her new body. We'd like to see her uh, naked just to see what's going on, uh, you know, so I could do a full evaluation. <laughs> you know who I want to see naked? Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki? The, Who's that? She's the new uh, Biden's press secretary. I think she's hot. And I thought I was oh, the only really? one. I know that name. I was like, she's not an actress. You know why you don't recognize it? It's Jen Psaki, but there's Silent P up front. It's a weird name. It's, uh, like, if I, it's like if I spell my name Howard, <laughs> Howard, P-S-T-E-R-N. And, but I was Howard Stern. Stern. But it's Psaki. Jen Psaki. I, I was like, 
Maybe I'm weird, but she's super smart. She handles the press great. It's really nice to see a really competent, strong woman. And you know what? She's sexy. So then I thought, like, maybe I'm a freak. Well, guess what? I went on Reddit, and there's a whole fucking category of dudes who are just elated with Jen Psaki and want to see her naked, too. That makes you feel better. Yeah. Yeah, it did. <laughs> that you're in this whole, there's a lot of pervs. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not, like, I was like, oh, I'm not alone. Like, other guys are having thoughts about her. I'm telling you. She's hot. Well, like, I like, know look, look I love this. the way she handles the press. You know, like, she doesn't get hysterical. She oh, she's fabulous. You know, she just answers no. questions. She makes Biden look good. She's well-informed. But I find that kind of intelligence very sexy. And I don't know. Her whole look is pretty good. I like what she wears to the press conferences. I'm, I'm kind of turned. I think, you know, she's my type. Whenever I've seen her, I've been surprisingly impressed because we've had so many bad press secretaries right well after trump <laughs> and the and the, and the, mon, the menagerie of maniacs that he had up yeah. there like people who are basically insane but anyway uh i thought i was weird and then i saw on the um people have uploaded clips of jen Psaki onto porn sites and then they comment on them look look at this guy first of all i'm not this bad this guy's name this is, is terrible love to stroke 246 that means there's probably That's 245 <laughs> yeah there's probably 245 other love to stroke guys like would you want a screen name that said loves to stroke i mean come on yeah you know what i don't love to stroke i just want to get the shit that that's that semen out of me i just want it out it just fucks my whole day up when it's in there walking around with a boner uh, it's just annoying so i'm like you know what i'll rub one out real quick and get back to doing what i need to do but uh, love to stroke 246 said that cute look she gives at 02 seconds. And once again, I find myself stroking my schlong to Jen Saki. Oh, Jen. This guy's name is Celebrity Fucker. Go look at her press conference today and the outfit she was wearing. I jerked off all over the floor. God, these guys are animals. I just this think about it. This is why there will never be Get equality in the workplace. This is yeah, exactly no, that. the problem. Yeah, it's never going to happen. <laughs> because guys can't get their mind above their waist belt. Why would a guy jerk off all over the floor? I mean, what what sense does that make? Then you got excuse well, me, then you got to clean Mark it up. The bagger. <laughs> yeah, but he's, you know, he's slow. I don't know if these guys aren't. This person's name is Mary Amy. I don't know what that that Yes, I like her so much. I have done come to her face. Once, I think her sex is very strong, and I likes anal sex so much. I'm sure <laughs> this guy's practically illiterate. Wow, he's got he's got intimate details like he's figuring out about her. I like her so much. I have come to her face. Parentheses TV screen once. I think her. Oh sex no, he shot on the TV screen. <laughs> yeah. I think her sex is very strong, and I like anal sex so much. I'm sure. <laughs> Sounds like I hope the FBI has has figured <laughs> yeah, out I, who he is. <laughs> I work for the FBI, so yeah, we have her. We have this guy's name. <laughs> Love to stroke two forty six. 
God, you got to be in a dark place to name yourself that. Like his whole identity online is that he loves to stroke his cock. Yeah. And these are not that... even on the dark web. This is just on the regular web. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, this is like a regular web that I get. I don't even know where the dark web is. <laughs> but I dig Jen Psaki. I was kind of shocked. Because, you know, you're not supposed to be turned on by the press secretary. Well, you're certainly not thinking about what she's saying if you're thinking no, about I, that. No, I can, I can, I can look at both. I can no, both. you can't. You're not a multitasker. All right, <laughs> embarrass me more. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to say that, <laughs> Howard. I've been a listener for over twenty years, and Norm was always one of the best guests. Oh, this guy wants to talk about Jen Psaki. Hey, Matt. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right, Howard. Jen is super hot, but the best part about her is she stuffs those Fox News reporters in a locker on a daily basis. It's just the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh, she's so in charge, and competent, bright, and nice body. She must, she must, I wonder what she does to work out. She's kind of fit then i Maybe went on the internet played, uh sports in high school and it doesn't take much i seem to recall i went on there looking for bathing suit pictures of her because maybe you know maybe she was on vacation and the paparazzi got a hold of her but i couldn't find anything so she's yeah, pretty conservative Jen has to keep herself buttoned up because of you guys because of the Biden administration and us guys. <laughs> Both things. <laughs> she can't even wear a bathing suit. Look what this guy wrote. This is how pervy guys are. And Robin's right. This is why there won't be any equality in the workplace. And Someone wrote on the Jen Psaki Reddit page, quote, I am slowly chronicling every outfit color Jen wears. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. I should start a journal. You have no time for anything else. <laughs> you you can't work. <laughs> Let me yeah, see. No. Yeah, that was me. That was me actually. Sorry about that, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt, I knew it was you. That's why I brought it up. All right, later. But like people ask her questions and she just fucking shoots them a look and but she doesn't do it in that angry Sarah Huckabee Sanders no. fucking way. It's like she just kind of deals with them with the facts. And and it's very competent. She's just competent. Mm. I guess she's married. I don't know what her deal is. I don't know. I think, you I didn't think look she that is. up yet? I think I did, <laughs> actually. I just wanted to pretend like I didn't know. Yeah, she's married. Yeah, I think she's married. Oh, you... <laughs> Well, you should see what I'm busy with. Yesterday, I was going to paint all day. I'm working on this painting, and Beth thinks it would make a good Christmas card for us this year, so oh. she wants me to finish it. But it's, I, I don't think I, it's a huge painting. I don't think I can finish it in time. But mm. So she said, go up and paint. <laughs> uh, so anyway, while I was painting, I got, a, I got pinged on my email that I had an advanced copy of Moron Island. What's that? And, you know, Moron Island uh, on ABC. I, I mean, Paradise, uh, batch, uh, Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, Bachelor <laughs> Sorry, I call it Moron Island. <laughs> I didn't know so, you would change the name. Yeah, yeah, it's a little joke I have. It's an island of morons. 
They should have called it Moron Island. I got to watch Island. a little binge of it because I hadn't seen four episodes. I didn't realize oh, it. Lucky you. And I so love it. I got to go week after, you know, day after day, whatever, when those two were, you know, revealing that they had a plan to come to the island. <laughs> well, yeah, we were watching uh, Bachelor in Paradise. We love it. It's probably my favorite show next to Beverly Hills Housewives. and But uh, I probably should name it Horny Moron Island because they're so <laughs> horny. And there was one girl on there. It was great. She's like, uh, I like these two guys. She's from the South. She goes, I like these two guys, but my vagina starts to tangle when I kiss Jeffrey or whatever the fuck his name. I kiss him and my vagina is saying it tangles and it's it was telling a me. dance. It's doing a dance. Yeah, my vagina's doing a dance. And I'm like, do you have any, are you a fucking moron? And that's when I named it Moron Island. Because she's talking about reading her Bible before yeah. this. And then it's her, her vagina is doing a dance. And my parents watch this show, she says. Her name is Tia. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she should set, it's, the guy she's after is a little bit out of her league. He's a little too hot. So I would advise her to go with the uglier guy. The guy who's all pumped up. They've got a guy on there. He's so jacked up. Like, he looks like a male stripper, but like, like an inflatable balloon male stripper. <laughs> He's so pumped up. I don't know how these guys are getting so jacked up. All these young guys, apparently, I think the secret is you don't work. You just go to the gym and get jacked up all day. Well, the guy with the biggest mm. arms is supposed to be a lawyer. There is no way that guy's a lawyer. Not with that grammar. I've never heard a guy speak like I know. that. I was like, could he really argue a case? Listen to that sentence he just said. Because I hold lawyers in pretty high regard in terms of intelligence. To pass the bar, you got to be pretty fucking smart. There's no way that guy passed. I mean, I don't know. what. Maybe he says he's, he's a lawyer. Maybe he's like an L-A-W-I-E-R. Like it's a, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. So and one the, the lawyer guy, I think one of them is forty years old, another guy's thirty five years old. It's time to get a real job. I mean, some yeah, of the them guy I, with I, all the tattoos is in his forties. Yeah, and he apparently has no job that I know of. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think a lot of them go on Moron Island hoping that they'll get a huge social media following, and then people will just heap money on them for advertising. But yeah, that's I the just plan. read what's going on with Matt, the Last Bachelor. And he's out in Hollywood pursuing TV uh, projects. <laughs> yeah, that's like when I went on the Ellen show. <laughs> when I was doing that round of publicity for my book, I was out in L.A. And Ellen asked me to come on her show. And the night before I was on Jimmy's show and I proposed to Beth on TV because I wanted her to marry me again. And it was a funny bit. And then Ellen came backstage and said, would you get married on my show? I go, ah, you know, I don't know if that's going to work. And she goes, no, 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 I've got Colton here from The Bachelor. And he'll marry you guys. I go, hey, whatever you want to do. I don't I don't know that it'll work, but maybe if you know. You, listen, you certainly know your audience better than I do if you think it would be fun. It, it turned out it was kind of a flop. Yeah. We should have just talked. I think it would have been better. But, you know, who might argue with Ellen? I mean, she's got like 9 billion followers. So uh, I went, I, you know, it was fine. But this guy Colton comes out. And I started talking to him. I go, dude, I watched you on The Bachelor. He's the one who eventually admitted he was gay. 
But he he seemed like a nice guy, and, I, and I'm talking to him. Go, well, you know, I felt kind of fatherly toward him because he seemed lost. First of all, he was doing a horrible job marrying us. I mean, it was fine. He he just he didn't have any jokes. He didn't, have, you know, he was just kind of. It was I mean, unprepared. It was like it was, yeah, it was like, weird. Yeah, it was it was thrown together in the last minute. But anyway, I go. So what? What's your deal? Like, you're on what's The, the Bachelor, <laughs> and I know you were a football player. I, but like now you don't play football. Like. And he didn't make a lot of money being a football player. So I was like, well, what are you going to do? And he went, uh, I want to be in the media, like maybe a talk show or something. That's it. I swear to God, that's what he said to me. And I went, what? Really? Because he didn't apparently have that much personality when I watched him on The Bachelor. But what do I know? But these guys are all jacked. They all have the abs and the gigantic arms. and And I don't know. I mean... They look great. Don't get me wrong. I wish I had a physique like that. But then they wear these super tight pants because they like to show off tight shirts and tight pants that look yeah. kind of girly and a lot of chains. And they all shave their body hair. And I know they're barking up the wrong tree because like, I'll say to Beth, I go, God, I guess that guy's really good looking. She goes, he's gross. Shaving his hair because he works out too much. It's disgusting. I see a lot of comedians now are getting jacked up. Like Chappelle is all jacked up. Chappelle's like huge. We knew him. He yeah. was a skinny guy. Chappelle's yeah, huge. Yeah, he didn't have any muscles. No, no. Now he's like, <laughs> he comes out and he's like, who the hell is that? The Incredible Hulk? Used to be in the old days, like when comedians got jacked up, they lost the funny. But uh, it, it just looked disturbing. But uh, Chappelle, listen, he's broken the mold. He's able to work out and be funny at the same time. But okay, he's earned it. I think Chris uh, Rock has done some working out, too, hasn't he? A little bit. Did you see Chris has uh, COVID-19? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I was And he says, nobody wants this. Yeah, I mean, Please he's vaccinated. And he was vaccinated, yeah. Well, that's why when I turn on the Emmys, I, I mean, I didn't see it, but the guys showed it to me this morning. No, no one's wearing masks. So I'm like in some bizarro world. I'm sitting here in hiding. Friends ask me out to dinner, and I go, how are you going to dinner? I'm, I'm afraid of COVID. Because like Chris goes, you don't want this. And he was vaccinated and he's having a hard time. Yeah. I have a, a relative who had to go to the hospital. He's vaccinated. He was he was he was in the hospital for a bunch of days with COVID. He came down with horrible pneumonia. So. Uh, it's fucked up. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And like Seth Rogen was on the Emmys and he started saying, what are we doing here? <laughs> he told us this was going to be in a tent and it's not in a tent. Did you hear that rap? No. Yeah, let me, uh, I'll get back to Norm. I'm going to circle back, but here's Seth Rogen. Good to be here at the Emmy Awards. Let me start by saying there is way too many of us in this little room. What are we doing? They said this was outdoors. It's not. They lied to us. We're in a hermetically sealed tent right now. I would not have come to this. Why is there a roof? It's more important that we have three chandeliers than that we make sure we don't kill Eugene Levy tonight. That is what has been decided. Mm. He's right. I, I, yeah, but I mean, he's, uh, he's in there and he's making them laugh, which spreads more droplets or whatever yeah. the mist that's coming out of people now. I have the I printed out the Chris uh, Rock article. 
Don't let me forget about Norm because I want to finish that. Right. I got the tape lined up. But uh, Chris Rock reveals he has COVID-19. The comedian, 56. I didn't realize Chris was 56. Everybody's getting older, Howard. It's (laughs) fucked up, man. Like, I'm approaching that age where I'm going to, you know, I'm like next in line to go. <laughs> you're you're oh. in line at the conveyor belt. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, you know, I'm. A, what do they call that? I'm on the back nine, <laughs> and I'm scared. I don't want to go. I mean, I know there's nothing out there. You know, these spiritual people, God bless them. But <sighs> anyway, uh, the comedian fifty six says, "Trust me, you don't want this." As he urges fans to get vaccinated. Meanwhile, I read in page six of Chris Rock Spade. Uh, And two other comedians were at a restaurant uh, having a drink and talking about Norm. And I'm like, how are they doing this? Yeah. Rock said on Sunday he just found out that he has contracted COVID-19. The stand-up comedian told his fans, trust me, you don't want this. He also told followers they should get the jab, as he said, get vaccinated. You know, that jab is an English term. Yeah, when I hate it. the British started talking about getting the COVID vaccine, they go, go get jabbed. And now we're saying it. Mm, I don't like that. You know, Ralph has a question for me about Bachelor in Paradise. I hope it's not too technical. Not everyone's watching it. Yeah, Ralph, go ahead, but I might not answer it. Yeah, quickly. So you, you talk about it a lot. So I watched it like a week or two ago. What? There was some fucking guy, and the girls got mad because he was he went on a date with another girl. They turned on him. Everybody turned on him, and they told him to leave, and he fucking left. He didn't have to leave. Yeah. Why the fuck would he leave? Why wouldn't he tell him to fuck off? Because not everyone's it? like you. Uh, like, Ralph can stand up to any kind of social pressure. Like, he won't listen to anyone. Like, you know, but they were right. shaming this guy, and the guy left the Moron Island. It became very yeah. uncomfortable for him. Yeah, he... He didn't want to be ostracized by the group and not be spoken to. So he wasn't yeah, there for the right wait, reasons. Like in, in three days, the idiots would have forgotten about it. And the other thing no. is, I love when they say the right reasons. Like, no, you got to be right there. Reasons. One of the rules of Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise, you must be there for the right reasons. You must be there <laughs> to find the love. Right <laughs> to find love. Stupid. I'm going to send him there. When that James said, he's not here for the right reasons, I started to laugh hysterically. I was like, a guy is saying that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you got to go in there with an open heart, not be in a relationship to find love. Well, as Wells said, the only rule in Bachelor work Nation is that you're single when you come. That's right. That's right. And it was proven that someone was there and was not single and was very upsetting. Um. Yeah. So was that it with the Chris Rock uh, statement? Yeah, basically. I hope he's okay. Great guy. Yeah. I have a weird relationship with Chris. We, I mean, not weird. It's fine. I, I, um, he likes coming on our show, and he's always great. I love having him on. I wish he'd, he'd come on more often, but I'd have him on every week. But he tries um, to parcel it out. He doesn't want to wear out his welcome. Yeah, a lot of comedians are like, you know, I, you know, I like to be prepared. I, I, I would just like him to come on and just talk because I've had just conversations. Hang. I've had conversations with him off the air and it's just entertaining as hell. I mean, 
when he's just thinking and just talking. Mm-hmm. He's got that kind of mind. But um, but I think we, you know, whenever we see each other, and it's not often, but I saw him at the at a party or something, and we gravitate to one another right away. Yeah. Yeah, we always want to see each other and talk to each other, but then. For some reason, we never get together or he came over to my apartment years ago when I first got divorced. Mm-hmm. He came over with Rick Rubin and uh, we were hanging out a little bit and Rick was a vegan back then and he was sitting there eating Chinese food and I was explaining to Rick the reason he's heavy is that just because he's vegan, eating Chinese food is loaded with sodium and all kinds of well, stuff. Lots of carbs, you know, lots yeah. of, uh, you know, you got to portion control even if you want to be a vegan yeah it was a pretty exciting conversation between the three of us <laughs> i was uh, what did chris do while you two were having this talk? nothing i think he was bored out of his skull so I, that was the end of the personal relationship but yeah we've talked off the air a couple of times but not often but i like chris and i hope he's going to be okay yeah Anyway, um, getting back. Oh, getting back to Norm. Let me just finish these thoughts because so many people wrote in. Yeah. So Alexandra Daddario from White Lotus on HBO. You should watch that show. It's really good. Um, she she tweeted. Okay. Somebody put up a fun fact about her. Fun. Where fact? is it, guys? Yeah. Where's the fun fact about Alessandra Daddario? Guess not. No. Going once, going twice, going three times. Mm. I think I think it was that uh, Mr. Skin calls her Double D Daddario. Is that what you're going for? Yeah, that was it. Okay. Hmm. He he's a very creative guy. That Mr. Skin. He. Yeah. How do we do without him and knowing all the terms he comes up with? <laughs> you know, for me. When I go on his site, just a little criticism, I don't need the comedy. I'm there to see naked chicks. I mean, right. I don't need He's double D He's trying to coin all these terms for looking at the side of a woman's breasts or whatever. And honestly, it makes me feel more pervy. I feel bad enough about myself <laughs> being on there, you know, searching Nicole Kidman nude pictures. Yeah. Uh And then you go on there, Mr. Skin. I guess he's trying to make us feel better, like we're not so, we're like, like, hey. But You're I only in feel the more. Club. You're not alone. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel more pervy reading, hey, I call her Alexandra Double D Daddario. <laughs> <laughs> I feel pretty bad about myself looking up nude pictures of famous actresses. I don't need the humor. There's no uh, humor that's going to make me feel better about myself. Don't waste your time. Just get me the clips. Yeah, you don't even want to be in this club. <laughs> By the way, she has three stars on his uh, site. It's great for for all the nudity she's done. As and, Gary said, uh, she's almost legendary and yeah. so young to have achieved that status. What's the most amount of stars you can get? Anybody? Gary's all familiar stars. with. Oh, go ahead. It's four, it's four stars. Hey, JD's yeah, but, another one way too familiar with that huh, whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, I'm going to admit it right now. I, I fucking love that website. I look at it way too often. But four stars is the most. But then, you know. Then, as I said earlier, you get into the Hall of Fame, and he features a Hall of Famer every week. I think uh, Halle Berry was last week's uh, Hall of Famer. But uh, where once she? You, once why you is get Halle enough Berry? nudity, I don't know where she's been. 
No, she's got saying, a new movie coming out. What I'm saying is, how'd she get in the Hall of Fame from Playboy? No, because she does a ton of nudity in her movies. Monsters like what movie? Ball, right. Monsters Ball. What else? I, I mean, there's, uh, I don't know. Again, I don't know the movies, but if you look at them, it you know it'll tell you. It'll show, a lot of her movies you never even heard of. It's not the well, quality of the movies. Asking, now, it's the quality Gary, of the nudity. All you have to do is go on the site. You want to know something? I got into the site because I was just annoyed with Gary every minute. Oh, Mr. Skin, I saw her naked. And I was just like, you know, who needs him seeing girls naked? Quite frankly, <laughs> I want to take away his subscription. Who needs him having all that fun? So that's when I got on it. And quite frankly, why do you go on there that much, Gary? Because, like, I go on and I've kind of run through all the famous actresses. Why, why do you keep going on there? I tell you, he, 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 he really gets me. Um, somehow I got on his mailing list, right? So every couple oh. of days they send out a thing where it's like, it'll be like, what's nude in, uh, what's nude you get at the pond? <laughs> what's nude this week? <laughs> what's nude this week? What's and with so that like, guy? He's got a lot of puns about nudity, huh? Yeah. What's nude? So, so he says it's usually like a 70 second clip and it just goes through, you know, a lot of shows, you know, I'll tell you what happened since like Netflix and all those stuff, you know, have streamed. There's just so much nudity. The shows you've never even heard of. And I've actually gone to watch shows that I've seen the nudity first. And then I go, oh, that looks like an interesting show. Like there's a show um, with Jillian Anderson called Sex Education. And it turns out it's a good show, but I learned about it from Mr. Skin. Does that girl from Manifest the Blonde, is she nude on there? What's her name? I'd like to I see her name. But that's the other but that's the other thing too. Like, if I were watching Manifest and I were interested, I would go and look that up on Mr. Skin. What's her name? The, the lead oh, actress on Manifest. She's blonde. Melissa she Roxburgh. Really Melissa Roxburgh. Yes. I I would think she probably had to do some nudity early on. Had to do. Yeah. You know. Um, all I can see. You want to you know, go <laughs> look at forced nudity? Yeah, yeah. I want to look at forced nudity, <laughs> sweetheart. You want to be in my movie? Look, there's nudity. <laughs> And you're going to have to show your titties and maybe some asshole. All right. I'll do anything to act. Okay, Melissa. What's her name? Melissa Roxburg. Melissa Roxburg. No one knows who you are. You want to get, look at the Khaleesi. Now she's a big deal, but she was look very naked. Double D D'Addario or whatever. Double D, double D's D'Addario did it. Now you're going to do it. Uh-oh, no nudity for Melissa Roxburg. One star on Mr. Yep. Skin. Nightmarish numbers she's, got she's racking up. Three three clips, all one star. Sexy, uh, two underwear, one bikini. That's what I was just looking at it hmm. right there. When they say underwear, obviously not topless. She's uh, wearing bra and right. Oh, what a shame. Right. I'm seeing like this. It looks, it looks like a, a love <laughs> oh, scene. I guess, she's, uh, I guess we should call her Mrs. Shakespeare. <laughs> oh, full of herself. <laughs> <laughs> what now, a sad, when, sad commentary this is. When I say action, you drop that top, sweetheart. <laughs> Just think, five years from now, Gary Delabate will be jerking off to you. <laughs> so, Howard, I'm we just going to get you, you know, in the at... Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, you, you want to be on Mr. Skin's Hall of Fame, sweetheart. You're going to need to show something. You, I'm you've at got Halle Berry one right star now. on Mr. Skin. No one's going to hire you. Uh. She, uh, Halle Berry's naked in Monsters Ball. She's very naked in Swordfish, which is another great movie. Very naked. Dorothy Dandridge. 
Um, why? Why am I not interested in seeing Halle Berry naked? I don't know why. I don't. Know. I don't know why. I just don't care about her. I mean, she's a good actress. Don't get me wrong. I just there's only certain. I want to see Jen Psaki naked. She's not I even see, acting. I want to see <laughs> Melissa Roxburgh. Right, she's not even well, an actress. These are shows and people you're interested in. Nobody knows why you're interested in particular people. That's why right. there's a pot for every lid or lid for every pot. However, that saying goes. Let me see that pussy. Listen, <laughs> Melissa, you're good in manifest, but no one knows your name. And uh, you got one star on Mister Skin. Your your skin valid. You gotta. You... This is her agent, by the way. You gotta. You want name recognition? You gotta drop your bra at least. <laughs> All right? Or or at least hop in a limo when the paparazzi are there without any panties and flash that vagina of yours. By the way, Robin, you have one star on Mr. Skin, no nudity. I know, I know. I'm I'm You're... not trying to get more. <laughs> you need to be naked. <laughs> I am not trying to get more stars. I like my when... one star status. Howard... We need someone. He does. He also need, the other way. He side gets lippage is, on you. <laughs> what? He he does something for almost every. Um, first of all, every holiday it'll be best Thanksgiving scenes, best Christmas scenes, best scenes with an American flag, <laughs> and then he makes up his own stuff. It'll be like uh, best uh, scenes in a pool, you know, for the summer. Or I, I don't know. He every day he's got a different montage, and every day I get suckered into looking at it. For God's sakes, Melissa. Kathy Bates has a star and a half. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> you got to at least do slippage or something. Yeah, yeah. Slippage. Whatever that is. <laughs> Side lippage. Uh, yeah, Mr. Skin, That's that guy's been in business, what, 20-something years already? Way too easily. long for yeah. what he does. <laughs> Started out in his parents' basement with the uh, VCR clips and uh, started putting them up there. Whenever he saw a woman naked, he, as he says, he would cut right to the good parts. You, you know, know what? Whole... I'm so happy that that didn't turn into turn him into a Jeff Bezos because it was mm. the, sort of the same kind of thing. I'm just going to sell books on the Internet. He's like, I'm going to show you nude pictures of actresses on the Internet. I'll tell you what. That guy's I think he owns two homes, Mr. Skin. <laughs> I really mean it. But no rocket ship. <laughs> he, Howard, he does well. He lives in a really nice part. Uh, he's he's in uh, Chicago. He Chicago, lives in the, the, yeah. like the Park Avenue of Chicago. Let me tell you something, Melissa. I'm your agent. You're sitting here. You're on Manifest. Yeah, you're in nowhere land. People who watch the show don't even know your name. And I know you're like, I don't want creeps masturbating to me. But so what? That's a, a creep audience is a big audience for you they've launched a lot of careers those creeps um howard do you want me to a, forward you the uh the hunter schaefer stuff that mr yeah up? i love hunter schaefer <laughs> hunter schaefer's trans hunter schaefer hunter schaefer's on um that show on hbo with zendaya oh it's okay. um euphoria euphoria and uh she's a trans but she's hot, and uh, I follow her on Instagram. You need Instagram. to see her naked, yeah. I want to see Yeah, but, I mean, I've seen her on there naked, but I want to know what's doing downstairs because 
Beth thinks she has a vagina, uh, a, a penis. I think she has a vagina. I think she's gotten the surgery. I don't, I don't buy it. Big debate uh, in your house. <laughs> well, we were watching HBO and Hunter Schaefer, you could see her penis through the panties. But I said, that's probably a prosthetic because her character still has a penis. Ah. And then Beth goes, no, I believe she has a penis. Can Mr. Skin uh, answer this question? What's Hunter Schaefer's rating on Mr. Skin? But she, uh, every time I look at her stuff, I'm like, man, she used to be a dude, and she looks pretty good. You know? I think. I think she's pulling it off really well. No, No pun intended. You hear these guys, Melissa? They're all talking about Hunter Schaefer because he's got a decent, she's got a decent rating on um, Mr. Skin. Two stars. First, two stars? Mm-hmm. First you get the creeps, then you get the Emmys, darling. That's my <laughs> motto. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Howard, uh, I've been a listener for 20 years, and Norm was always one of his be- one of the best guests. Yep. He understood your show. I remember him telling Howard how much he loved him because he was a true original. The same can be said for Norm. Thanks for the terrific tribute. Uh, I was first introduced to Norm MacDonald through the appearances on the Stern Show. When Norm was coming on, you never knew what you were going to get, but you always knew it would be funny and original. Way to go, Howard, for paying tribute to the legendary comedian. Of course. Um, Oh, and this is... uh, Oh, this is the woman who wrote us, who just was on the phone, who said she masturbated to our Norm oh. tribute. That's weird. I mean, to each his own, Robin. Yeah, what you're saying is not weird. What she did is weird. <laughs> By the way, I'm almost at the end of that TV show with Manifest. I'm, I'm in three seasons. It's so They better have come up with an ending for that fucking thing, because I am just so annoyed with it. It's the same thing over Didn't and over again. Didn't someone tell us there's going to be a fourth season now? Yeah, well, let's let's get a good ending. Come on, dudes. But I do like that Melissa Roxburgh, or whatever her name is. Melissa, R-O-X-B-U-R-G-H, Roxburgh. Sometimes she looks great, sometimes she doesn't. It's my type. Like I have a type. Anyone with a vagina is my type. Right, Robin? Well, not necessarily. You don't want to see Halle Berry. But I want to go to bed with her, I mean. If I didn't have my beautiful bed. <laughs> um, Norm's weekend update jokes about OJ were legendary. Every joke he told would leave half the studio audience laughing and the other half groaning. Norm had a set of balls like no one else in comedy. That's true. There's a video on YouTube, which is about like 30 minutes of Norm telling nothing but OJ jokes. Wow. When he was on a weekend update. And here I, I pulled a couple of highlights. It's so great. Well, let's get to O.J. O.J. Simpson's lawyers say they don't want the families of Nicole Brown and Ronald Goldman in the courtroom during the trial. They're afraid the presence of the family members will just remind O.J. of how much more killing he still has to do. (laughs) O.J. Simpson's lawyers have decided to skip hearings on DNA evidence and go right to trial. Asked why they did this, the lawyers replied, We want to get O.J. acquitted as speedily as possible so he can get back to doing what he does best, killing people. (laughs) This week at the O.J. Simpson trial, the infamous bloody glove was finally introduced into evidence, and O.J. didn't help his case any by blurting out, 
There it is. I've been looking all over for that thing. He's <laughs> no funny. Our audience was shocked to learn Norm had been secretly fighting cancer for nine years. This Howard tribute to Norm has me revisiting his interviews on the show over the past nine years and listening from a whole new perspective. How can Norm be so unbelievably funny while secretly fighting for his life? That's why I think he didn't tell anybody. Yeah, it's hard to to make people laugh if they're worried about you. In fact, Norm did an interview on the Chris Hardwick podcast. Chris Hardwick. Yes. In uh, 2016. And it, it, it actually gave some insight into how he dealt with his cancer. I guess uh, even though he wasn't really? talking about it, this this is kind of interesting. Like, I it shows you how many Fardwick. people listen to a podcast. We didn't even know about this. <laughs> You didn't know about the Chris Hardwick podcast? <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm so glad I don't have to get into radio. You know, when I got into radio, it was like this thing, this mysterious thing that it was only open to a few people. You couldn't get behind a microphone unless you had a bunch of skills, sort of. Like you had to have a nice voice, you had to have good diction, you had to have a delivery, you had to maybe be funny or witty, and then you and then you had to suck the balls of some station manager or program director to get in on it, and it was just like a whole thing. And now everybody's got a microphone in their house, and their pod. Chris Hardwick is on the radio. Essentially, <laughs> it's just horrible. What a horrible! Thank God I'm at the end of my career. I'm out after this contract. Fuck this. You know, like you, you, you go to get a guest and you find out they've been on the Schmecky show, Schmecky Melmstein show from <laughs> yeah, his basement. Yeah, they shot their load on Schmecky. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, used to be you were worried, ah, he went on the Jay Leno show, he went on Letterman, and then he's coming to me. No, now it's like the Schmecky Malmsteam and Chris Hardwick uh, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and then you go, well, he's already asked him all the questions. Uh, I mean, it's I guess it's good for people who just want to be on the radio, but... There were a lot of really bad broadcasters who got weeded out by the system. Now they don't get weeded out anymore. Oh, no, they got, no, no. If they've got 10 listeners, they're happy with it, and they do these shows, and they get their friends to come on. And now everyone in Hollywood. for them, because that's who Sal and Richard spend their time calling. Well, that's true. Now, they don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're calling. Yeah, I guess well, they they're are. calling internet shows. Yeah. Because those <laughs> happen, too. Yeah, radio is just a, a nowheresville. They're firing everyone in radio, like that company iHeart Media, which has the yeah. worst name ever. iHeart Media, run by Bob Pittman. What they do now is they fire all the DJs and just hire one guy to be on ninety-seven stations. Yeah, uh, which is fine when it's me. Radio people are doing podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Radio people have their radio show and their podcast yeah i'm like how many shows can you do well i guess the podcast is where they get to show off their awesome personality if they're music djs you know so i guess yeah so norm did an interview with chris hardwick in his podcast and uh here he talked about cancer or how he dealt with cancer he didn't talk about his cancer you'll hear you'll get it like i remember richard farnsworth was a old character actor and he did a, a David Lynch movie called The Straight Story mm -hmm. and uh, riddled with cancer you know was nominated for an, uh, an Academy Award for the movie and if he had said he was he was filled with cancer he would have won for sure sure but instead he didn't say it 
And uh, in fact, no one knew it. Uh, his family didn't know it. He kept it from everyone. That to me is courageous. Like you're, you know, you're not being a burden to your family. You know, they know nothing about it. So you don't think you go through it alone. You didn't talk about any of the gambling stuff in your stand-up, did you? In stand-up, no, no, no. No. And I never uh, talked about me, really. It was me, but it was everybody. Sure. I wasn't pretending that it was a specific right. um, ailment that I had. And if I had a specific ailment, then possibly I do. You don't know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but I would not talk about it. See? Wow. He was, he, he was almost going to tell him. I don't think Norm told any of his close friends, as far as I know. I've asked a few of those Saturday Night Live guys, and they said they didn't know. Right. And um, Would you think he wouldn't tell his family either? Because he said he didn't. That, I know he Norm, admired that guy for not telling anybody. Well, I know Norm had a son. I don't know Norm's son, and I told you, I don't know that aspect of his life. But from what I understand, he was very close to his son. So maybe he got some family comfort there but i'm just saying did he disclose or did he not disclose i mean it's i don't know sounds like he didn't odd yeah um oh this is all right here's a clip too from norma which was really good he went on um this was when conan was the host of the tonight show for 10 minutes and uh norm came on and gave him a gift basket uh-huh and uh, they had just like announced that Conan was going to get kicked off the Tonight Show. Oh, jeez! <laughs> so Norm comes on with a gift basket with it was party really, gifts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, well, you know, for you to bring a a, a basket commemorating sort of the, the 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 tough situation I'm in is really nice. Yeah. Well, that's not what that is. <laughs> well, what, what, this, what is this basket for? Oh, this is an older basket. I uh, I procrastinate, as you know. And uh, this is a basket I got you back in June. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Norm, you've had this basket since June? Yeah. I wouldn't open it. I think it would smell. <laughs> well, well I, there's a card also. I, yeah, I see that. It says congrats yeah. on it. That's, that's terrific. Uh, well, I don't know. If it, can I read it? Yeah, why not? Congratulations, Conan, on finally securing your place as permanent host of The Tonight Show. <laughs> That's something they can never take away from you. <laughs> Funny, right? Wow. So good. Uh, there was one other thing I pulled, too. Uh, a couple of things I pulled. Uh, Norm went on the Larry King show and <laughs> told Larry, like with a straight face, that he was deeply closeted. He was a deeply closeted <laughs> man. And uh, Larry was like, you're deeply closeted? And, like, like, it was great. Something people don't know about you. I'm a deeply closeted gay guy? No kidding. Well, I'm not coming out, though. Wait a minute. <laughs> What are you revealing here today? I'm I'm not revealing anything. I'm saying I'm deeply closeted. Well, that means you're gay. Well, I, I wouldn't say that. Why would I say that? I'm deeply closeted. No, but I. That means you're very, very gay, but you don't want to come out. You're so closeted. 
that I refuse to say I'm gay. Right. Exactly. But that doesn't that mean you're gay? Hey, 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 easy, buddy. <laughs> Larry. Uh and then there was the time Norm went on The View, and he started insisting that Bill Clinton had murdered people, and Barbara Walters was, you know, that was her show at that time, and she got yeah. really uncomfortable, and she, they wanted to almost throw him off. Because, you know, you can't just say that. She look, and Barbara Walters looked like she wanted to kill Norm. I was watching this clip. It's fucking great. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know what he was up to, but this is from, like, the year 2000. See, I, I, don't, I think we should get the homicide out of the White House and get like a, a, a fresh start because we don't want any more murderers. I no, think we, we should just go on to the next question. Oh, oh, yeah. oh Clinton, he murdered a guy. Yeah, you know, we're not allowed to, you're not no, allowed to put out no, no accusations without that. That's a little Charlie. too far. That's the way it does let's, work. Just, let's just go on to the next question. Uh, yeah. This is not my week. What can I tell you? Now, Norm. Do you never hear that? No. Listen, no, we don't need I to don't talk want to get into that. this, and I don't want to hear it, and this is not the place to make those accusations. And you're supposed to be funny. Let's oh. get on right. Get there you go. What do you know? This is a live show. Norm, but you have been properly chastised by Barbara, oh. so I'm not going to ask the next question. I thought it was a matter of record. Shut no. up. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what's a matter of record. You will not be invited back if you don't shut up. Uh, All right, uh, now. Uh, <laughs> All right, manslaughter. Man Must have been horrible for Norm. <laughs> a bunch of unfunny people telling him he's going to be thrown off the show for being funny. It must have been just Star Jones letting him have it. You're going to never come back on this. And I'm like, oh, shut up. I'm trying to save your miserably boring show. <laughs> Make it interesting. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I saw a lot of people on the internet. I don't mean celebrities. I mean, just like regular folks who, I guess, bothered Norm in real life, like when he was at a restaurant or somewhere, and they took pictures with him, and they're like, hey, here's my picture with Norm. They they put these pictures on the uh, on social yeah. media. Yeah, I'm like, you Norm's know what? Death. Basically, all I'm looking at is a bunch of t moments in Norm's short life where he was wasting time standing there uh, putting up with this horse shit. Being uh, nice and not getting his dinner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. While his dinner got cold. <laughs> it's sort of a weird brag. Look at me. You know that guy that just died? I once took an awkward picture with him. It's like, well. <laughs> you know, Here's me you know. annoying him. Yeah, here's me annoying Norm MacDonald. Uh, I'm sure he wishes he could have those few minutes back. I bet you at the end of his life, he's laying in the bed. All those moments I sat with pictures while I was somewhere in the public and people were wasting my time. It's like I have a ton of these pictures. I should put out a book of these pictures of Norm MacDonald's life. Like <laughs> taking pictures with people. I don't, I don't know me. why people do that, because the person in the picture with them always looks miserable. Oh, Norm looks miserable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found here. Here's the tape that I was trying to play earlier from uh, Ted Sarandos's note where okay. Ted said, you know. Where where Norm came on your show and tried to make things better and made him worse. Here's here's the whole story. Norm got himself into trouble 
we were discussing the Me Too movement. And Norm said he empathized with people like Louis C.K., who had lost everything in a day. Um, the vict- and Then he said something about like how the victims hadn't gone through that. It was awkward and whatever. And he apologized on our, sh- he apologized on our show, but then he wound up making things worse. That's what the, <laughs> here's that clip. Because I said, now the victims went through worse, but it wasn't the same as that. Yeah. You know? What you said was the victims yes. have, at least they don't lose everything. Yes. That's where you got into trouble. That's because, where I got into trouble. Because yes. I listen, I have people in my life who are victims <laughs> of, of real bad sexual abuse. I do too. Howard. Rape, everything. Yes. And they it go destroys through. Their it life. destroys their life. They, they're never the same. Oh, of they, their whole bodies shake at the thought of it. Some of them even black out when they when they think about this yeah, thing. It's horrible. Yeah, so, yeah. so uh, I, I know that. I, and of you know, course, uh, you know, you'd have to be, you'd have to have Down syndrome. Not to know that. My new word. Down syndrome. Right. That's yeah. a good word. You'd have to have right. Down syndrome uh, to not feel sorry for. You know, of, of course, I, uh, I, I have. I, me too is what you want for your your daughters. Yeah. So Norm was trying to say the right thing. It, yeah, but, but we didn't said, even save him from Down syndrome. What was wrong with us that day? Hey, I was trying to save him from the the victim. The comment. me too. Uh, yeah, the me too. <laughs> I think Norm was trying. I didn't even know what exactly Norm was trying to say, but you know, listen, he's a comic, and he was. I don't know. I, I don't, I have no explanation, but what he was trying to say was you'd have to be really stupid and uninformed and unsympathetic not to realize that the victims went through a lot. So then Norm left our show and went to the view to apologize, but they had heard what he did on our show. (laughs) (laughs) You went on the Howard Stern show yesterday to apologize. And you end up making it worse yes. because you said you'd have to have Down syndrome not to feel sorry for the wrong. victims. Yes. Yeah. Do you regret you just saying keep that? Keep on getting into trouble, Norm Macdonald. It's always bad when you have to apologize for the apology. An apology. The um, do you lose it when you're on Howard? Is that what happens, Joe? Well, there a is a bit. thing on, on Howard where there's a recklessness in the studio, and uh, you know there are. You used to be a word we would all say. Uh, uh, to mean stupid that we don't say anymore, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You, you know We're the talking, word I'm yes. talking about? Yes. Yeah. And stupidly, I was about to say that word, and, you put this and I stopped and said, what's the right <laughs> word to say? And then I said, um, I said uh, a different yeah, word that yeah. was equally. Yeah. Did you realize in that moment that, that probably I realized at that moment that I'd done something unforgivable. Yeah, I felt bad for Norm because... He was caught up in apologizing. He was on the apology tour and Right. He he yeah. apologized three days in a row or something, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he said to me, Should I have said autism? I go, No, 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 that's <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> but you know, Norm gave us so many great moments. All right, he had a stumble a bit of a stumble there and but uh I love that guy. He was just so funny. I mean, what what a funny guy! You know who hung out with uh, Norm Ralph actually? Really? Yeah, they I actually didn't hung. Know that. Yeah, Ralph has a way of like insinuating himself. Yeah, yeah, like he doesn't apparently work, or I don't know. He's just he's everywhere. Somehow he's like you zealot. turn around and Ralph is just there. Yeah, how did you hang out with Norm so much? I don't think insinuating is the right word, Robin. But uh, we'll check on that. Um, well, I think she's uh, dead on, know, he, but. 
he was really good friends with Sam, and I got to know uh, Norm through Sam. I mean, hung out with him a lot, and like his family and Sam, they would all go to Hawaii, and I went a few times and for weeks, like a couple weeks in Hawaii. So I got to know him pretty well. And yes, yeah, Sam. He was, Sam uh, Simon, who was one of the creators of uh, The Simpsons. The Simpsons, yeah. Made a shitload of dough. and He did a show with Norm, but, but I don't Sam even think Sam Sam died a couple of yet. years ago. And of cancer, Sam was intrigued. Sam was intrigued with uh, the idea that Ralph was my friend. So Sam, I don't know that Sam had a lot of friends, so he was like, hey, let me see if I can be friends with Ralph and have him stay at my house. Because Ralph used to stay at my house. Right before <laughs> before I th- before I threw Ralph out of my house permanently, I had to ban him from my house. But so Sam used to have uh, Ralph too, and then I'd complain about Ralph on the air, and then Sam would call me privately and complain about Ralph. And I'm like, well, I know why oh, I'm wow. friends with Ralph. Yeah, I'd be like, well, why are you complaining about Ralph? I mean, you didn't have to be friends. I mean, uh, why are you having Ralph at your house other than to call me I and was- complain about him? I was wonderful. Sam was just trying to have a connection with you. Stop it. He was, because like Sam would go, you know, you were talking on the air the other day that Ralph came over your house and wrecked your washing machine. You're not going to believe this. He stayed at my place and wrecked my washing machine. And I'm like, (laughs) Sam, you can be my friend. You don't have to go through all the agita with Ralph. But, uh, you know, (laughs) Ralph was having a great time. Like Ralph would go out to Beverly Hills, stay at Sam's. He'd, He'd drive uh sam's rolls royce all around town uh he was like you know he, he'd go to germany with sam it was like yes like like sam, sam was had, his boyfriend but but sam wasn't sam, so. sam had two houses on his property and i would stay in the the other house the second house down yeah. the hill and you <laughs> like yeah, ralph property. had his own house with own house uh there. with a staff ralph, ralph yeah with the staff and ralph would order the staff around and I was I like, would, this is unbelievable. It's like it. Ralph got lucky and married a rich guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like weird. He was, he was like a kept man. No, um, stop it. He was we like Boober from the Liberace story. <laughs> I mean, stop it was unbelievable. It. We were good friends, and he, uh, he had a lot of money, and uh, I would do the same thing. You take your friends' places, you do things, whatever, but... Um, I'm pretty yeah, sure he was. You don't just, have any money. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he was just your friend Shut because up. you were my friend. But that was my theory. Well, of course, he, he you're deemed you no because he deemed you cool because you hung around with me. Oh, that it? Okay, good. I don't know. It just seemed weird oh. to me that Sam was so close with you. But anyway, Sam took Ralph to Hawaii, and then Norm would be there with his family. Yeah. So Ralph actually got to hang out with Norm. And Norm was like that all the time. Like how he was in your show, that that was Norm. You know what I mean? There was no, there was no airs or anything. You know, like you know how like Spade's always funny. That's how Norm was. Yeah, yeah. Spade's funny really off the air and on the air. Like he's there's no difference between him. Like like yeah. I've had Spade over and he doesn't like sit there and like be all introspective or super quiet or something. He's 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 on. I mean, he's funny. He just says something and it's funny. <laughs> You know what I mean? Norm. <laughs> yeah, Norm. But Norm was uh, Norm. I never hung around with, but I, I'm glad to hear he was funny off the air too. Yeah, I'm a really weirdo. Funny. I'm a complete bore off the air. People hate hanging with me. Like you heard Jimmy Kimmel. I just sit and drink hot water and let people <laughs> talk. I, I'm sick of talking. By the time I'm uh, hanging Kimmel. around with people, I just I just want to hear them talk. 
I'd rather learn I've something. I've hung out with you. I've hung out with you. You can be fun. You know that. Yeah. When was I fun? Even like when we'd go to the strip clubs back in my single days, I wasn't that much fun. I was focused more on, you know, people Your stripping. mission. <laughs> yeah, my mission. He's always focused. Yeah, there's a there's an objective. I was like, let me get enough memories to put in my spank bank. <laughs> no, I can remember just hanging out and doing shit and just fun, whatever, you know, whatever was going on. Yeah, that on. was like for one week after my divorce. Like, for a week I was fun, and then, then I went back to being. You were fun when I knew you when you were married. Sometimes you were fun. We would go places yeah. and do things. We'd play cards. You know, you, you were... Mm. You know, was I? He, I don't yeah, recall being yeah. that much fun. I well, hey Gary, what's up? And, and, and uh, I got to bring this up because Sam used to call me with the Ralph complaints, and uh, and th the ones I remember was that Ralph would take the car all day long and drive all over the place and never gas it up. <clears throat> Ralph had broken the dishwasher and a remote control, and <clears throat> Ralph was sometimes disrespectful to the staff. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But it's Sam's. Yeah, it's pretty much what that's what that was pretty much my experience. <laughs> <It's a pattern. laughs> I mean, imagine like Ralph's one of my best friends. And I said, Ralph, you're never coming to my home again. It was a painful discussion. And Beth was like, I can't believe you told Ralph that I go, I'm done. Can't put up with this guy. Well, how much more of it can you put up with? Yeah. Did I blame I you? Put up, I would have put up with much, mo most of it. But then when he started insulting my friends, it got out of control. So you didn't mind the throw up in the washing machine? That that really was hard because he threw up some kind of like carrots, and there were carrots in my washing machine, and it was just and it was a brand new washing machine. We had just moved into the house we built, and you know, I, and then and then this, the woman who worked for us said, um, "I believe Ralph threw up in the washing machine." I go in the washing machine, like why right can't away. he throw up so? But what it was was he wait, threw up on his clothes, and then he threw the clothes in the washing machine. Yeah, so I there tried was a to ton wash of... everything. I, th I thought that was nice. I, I Dude, just leave. Well, after you, you know what? Throw out your pants. You don't put your fucking throw up in the. Oh, what am I going to tell you? Yeah, you're still trying to teach him. Yeah, I, would that's when I gave up. I go. Why'd you Ralph, have to rat me out? By the way, I mean, what do you mean rat you? Oh, why'd she rat you out? Because she worked for us. We paid her. Help me out. She had a and she was in charge of picking well, if the you had carrots been nicer, out. Maybe she would have been nicer. <laughs> oh no, he Stop would come it, in and order the staff around. Stop like he'd go, uh, that, I, I need, I, never, I need someone. I, I need someone to drive that. me to the. That. I need to drive someone to drive me to the train station, <laughs> and then he'd have them waiting for him. Like, like he, he. Oh, I forgot something. I gotta get a sandwich. That's not true. Yeah, yeah, trust me, people complain about you all the time. That's, that's because right, you. That's because you set it up like that. And then okay. Any opportunity, it's like, oh, that Ralph did this, Ralph did that. Just I'm you, telling you, you're a bad guest. You are. I don't know. Ask, you can admit Stamos. It. He doesn't seem to think so. I've stayed at his place. I think Stamos has complained to me privately a few times about you and told me not to say <laughs> I anything. Bet he, I bet he <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stamos is a gentleman. You know, that that's for like the last couple of years I'm not staying at anybody's place. I've decided not to. That's it. Good for you. No more. 
Ralph was a lot of fun, but he just couldn't control himself. And I, you know, he I enjoyed him as, as a friend. He acts as if he's punishing the people he used to stay with. That was the other that thing. He's he goes, now fine. saying, I'm not going to stay with anybody. Anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He, and, and, and you're like, okay. Robin, you're off the list. <laughs> I think the one thing that would annoy me the most about Ralph is like, we have set time, you know, because when you have guests, oh, yeah, there's a so lot annoying. of preparation. There's a lot of preparation for meals, which Ralph doesn't right. understand. And so, you know, Ralph would wake wake up at 10 a.m. and start eating when he knows lunch is at 12. And I go, Ralph, we're eating in two hours. Can you wait? No, no, no. That's all right. And then we'd serve a lunch, which is pretty fucking nice for Ralph. You know, like, I mean, Ralph's a bachelor. He's got to make his own food all the time. So, okay, we're going to put together a nice lunch. Uh, excuse me, excuse me. So we all sit down to eat and Ralph's not there. And then he shows up like 10 minutes later. and He's like, excuse me, excuse me. Can I just put this in the refrigerator? I'm going to eat it later. And I'm going to, I'm like, Ralph, it's just a pain in the ass. Can you go with the flow? Oh, come on. I don't eat the same times as you. I sleep in and I'm, and I'm like, ah, oh, dude, we want to clean up after we eat. We all want to go relax. We don't want to sit there and think about you pulling food out of our refrigerator, setting up your right. plates. That's we just horrible, don't want it. But if- but yeah, if Jimmy it is horrible. Kimmel was over, if Jimmy was over, Jimmy goes with the rules. The Jimmy keeps to the schedule. Jimmy is at every meal on time. Like a like a he's like a metronome. Like a dog. He's like a dog. Uh. <laughs> whatever you want to, whatever analogy you want to draw up, Jimmy and Molly are seated at the table precisely at the time we serve. They eat up, and then they help clean up and leave. That's it. That's it. So simple when people invite you over. I would never go to someone's house and go, excuse me. You wouldn't even hear excuse me. Yeah. Please, you go over and you freak out if there's not food right away. You left Gary's house because you didn't have dessert on time. That's, where, that's right. I told him not to invite me. You're a horrible me. guest. You're that's a horrible right. guest. That's you why I don't stay. Say, you can see Howard being a horrible guest, but you don't see you. Well. I didn't mean to. This was a norm tribute. I didn't want to yeah. pick on. Yeah, I mean, I called it. <laughs> and I got shit on. All right. Do you have a good show. story about norm in Hawaii with Sam Simon? Do you have one? Uh, not in particular. I mean, it was just it was just always a lot of fun. We'd bet on foot. Right. It would always be football season. We we bet on the games. You know, yeah, norm loved to gamble. We should say that. He loved it. To get a couple houses, and and, and that uh, Lori Joe, who was his manager and friend, she'd bring her whole family and Norm's family, and you know we go we'd go diving. I mean, it's just 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 lots of fun, and they were all good people, and I feel really bad for all of those people too. You know, Dave in Virginia, what's on your mind? Yeah, Howard. Uh, hey, now, how are you? Good, thank you. So I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm wondering what kind of world we live in where Ralph Cirilla still walks the earth, yet Sam Simon and Norm MacDonald die of cancer. Ah, uh, come on. I want my Ralphie boy around. Love Ralph. Those are the only two yeah, people in my life. Don't you want to trade Ralph for Norm right now? Don't well, don't ask that. Hard. That's kind of a, that's a <laughs> fucked up question. I mean, Norm was beloved. I, mean, <laughs> I would trade I love Ralph for Norm. I love Ralph. Just you know, he's just a bad guest. That's all. You just can't have him over. Yeah. Um, On Conan's podcast, Andy Richter was saying that Norm lost his entire fortune twice gambling. Like 
Wow. That's crazy. So he probably had to hit the road and make up some more money. But, uh, you know, a lot of comics think like that. Like David Brenner used to say, I'm going to time it so I die broke. I'm going to spend every penny I ever made. Yeah, don't expect think anything he, to be left. And I think when David died, he uh, pretty much had gone through all his money. I don't think he left behind a lot of cash, which uh, was pretty remarkable I, how he worked that out. I don't know. All right, Ralphie boy, I got to go. Norm Thanks. never got the, the, the just reward. Like, you know, he should just should have had something bigger. But I don't think he cared to, you know. Mm, this was, that was his beauty. That was his beauty. Yeah. He was he was a beautiful man and a beautiful comic and he was true to himself, you know. He didn't He really um, was. Sell out. I loved he him. wanted to be I, his own man. I'll just and say he was a thank great you, Norm. Guest, I've heard. I wouldn't know, but I will say thank you, Norm, for all the great laughs. Yeah. And so, <laughs> let's leave. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> That's it. Um yeah, I remember he wanted to straighten out all that Me Too stuff, and then he got, and I was just like, oh, Norm, how am I going to, I was trying to help him, but he's trying to get him on the right track, but Norm, uh, you know. He, he was looking right. for a funny word. You know, that's what he did. When he was, even when he was apologizing, he wanted to put some humor in it. Hey, Josh in Nebraska, good to hear from you. Hey, Howard. So when Sam Simon, Jimmy Kimmel, and all these guys call you to complain about Ralph, do you feel responsible for him, or do well, they know what they're getting into? <laughs> well, here's the deal. Uh, no, because Sam Simon, Sam wanted, I, I feel like Sam wanted a connection with me. That's why he had Ralph. So I don't feel bad about that. I would talk about Ralph on the air being a bad guest, and then I guess Sam got enamored with the idea of Ralph hanging at his house, too, and... So it's not my fault. If, if anything, I warned right. him. Right, he but, came pre-warned. Yeah, I just resented that Sam would call me and go, man, Ralph's a horrible guest, and he ruined my washing machine, too. And I'm like, well, then why do you have him? I mean, I know why. I mean, <laughs> it was crazy. And I'm but, telling you, that second house, Howard, is filled with amazing artwork, Mm. Like millions of dollars of, I would never give that house to Ralph. I know Ralph used to call me from LA. Like he'd be there for months at Sam's house, and I go, "What's going on, dude? When are you coming back?" And he's like, "I don't know, dude. I'm never coming back. I got my own Mercedes. I got a Rolls Royce. I drive around in a Mercedes. <laughs> Sam gave me the keys to Mercedes, and I'm here on the property. I've got my own cook." <laughs> I'm surprised Ralph living in a house with millions of dollars of art. Yeah. He was like, hey, I hit the fucking lottery here. I was like, you know, I was happy for him. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do anything to screw that up. But he somehow screwed it up. He was in. Well, Sam also died, which kind of killed the whole thing. I don't know. They had some sort of falling out. So. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. I kind of do, but I won't get into it. Mm. It was stupid. It was the dumbest yeah. thing ever. Yeah. Oh. I wish Ralph would call back in and talk about that because I would tell him how, Ralph blew it. Ralph, he, blew it was it. a Ralph mistake. Absolutely. Okay. Ralph's his own worst enemy. <laughs> I love that boy. Out of everything, <laughs> he does. That's his beauty. He, I remember exactly why. So Ralph's living in Sam's, but he's got the world by the fingertips. Okay. And then Ralph fucked it all up. You brought 
I mean, he's living in this guy's million dollar, billion dollar estate, like guest houses, rolling hills, Beverly. Like his house was so big, he had an animal sanctuary on the on the property. Yeah. And Ralph's living there and having use of two different expensive cars. Who going out to dinners, hanging out with Norm. Never even thinking to buy gas for the car. You know, it's supposed to be filled when he returns it. No, they had a guy who goes out and fills the car. Ralph was on Easy Street. And, but this uh, is what I'm saying. As a guest, you might fill up the car sometime. But not Ralph. I could tell Ralph where he blew it with Sam. I, I mean, I tried to save him at the time, but he wouldn't listen to me. He wouldn't listen to anyone. We're calling him right now, Howard. Give us a second. Call him. T- I'm gonna, for, he might not want to talk about it, but I, I would talk about it. It's not that controversial. Right. It was a bonehead move. You'll love this, Josh, if I can get him on the phone. He, he's like the house husband, the worst house husband there ever has been. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll let you go, Josh. If I get Ralph, I'll talk about it later. All right, thanks, Howard. Take care. Yeah, this is a, if if Ralph lets me tell the story, it's a very, very good story for people to hear so that they are forewarned. Thanks. He may not want to tell the story, Howard, because it appears he's not answering his phone. Oh, okay. Well, then I don't uh, want to post this back. I was going to say, he couldn't have gone back to bed already. <laughs> oh, yeah, he could have. <laughs> he's my boy, though. I, I love, I do love Ralph very much, but he's just a tough guest. I can put up with anything, but when he starts fighting with my guests, that's when I... That know. was really disturbing, because yeah. you're talking about, like, really physical fights. Well, it didn't get physical, but it could have. But it, it could have. This is what yeah. I'm saying, that it was headed toward somebody <laughs> oh, yeah, physical. Yes. Yes, indeed. It's like Nobody you were there, Nobody comes Robin. to your house to get into a fight. Yeah, it was like high school in my house. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I'm like, I'm supposed to be relaxing, but, but he's my boy. I love him. I do. He is a good guy. I don't know why this stuff comes out. Whole bunch of people were down in, uh, not a lot of people, but some people showed up in Washington to protest. They were upset because the people on January 6th who try to take over the government are being mistreated. They, they think they're heroes and. Right. You know, some crazy fucking scene. But it, it not that many people went, you know, because yeah, you looked like an it, idiot. It wasn't the biggest deal. It didn't. But, there was not a show of force, let us right. say. But some of the people, I thought it was funny, were wearing Nicki Minaj. Some of them were carrying Nicki Minaj flags and Nicki Minaj T-shirts because she had said that the vaccine caused her cousin or something to have enlarged testicles. It wasn't even her cousin. She had heard about somebody. It was a, It was exactly what I thought it was. She mm. heard a story that someone right. co- got uh, couldn't get couldn't impregnate someone after getting the vaccine. Yeah, that's most of these stories on the uh, internet where people get their facts are all horseshit. You know, it's all it's all made up stuff. So Nicki Minaj, who, of course, is a fabulous scientist on beside being a rapper. <laughs> she um, 
she started t- going around telling, yeah, I heard about some guy, you know, I heard about this guy who had uh, large balls and couldn't impregnate his wife because he took the vaccine. It was all horseshit because then the guy, the, 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 this guy supposedly lived in Trinidad and then like the mayor of, or I don't know, who is this guy? He's the head of Trinidad uh, Ministry of Health. He's the Minister of Health. He had to go out and make a statement and say, Mickey, we're looking for this guy with the big balls. We can't find right, him. Right, right. <laughs> Listen to this guy. One of the reasons we could not respond yesterday in real time to Miss Minaj is that we had to check and make sure that what she was claiming was either true or false. Unfortunately, we wasted so much time yesterday running down this false claim. It is, as far as we know, at this point in time, there has been no such reported either side effect or adverse event. Can you imagine, like, so this girl who's got a huge following, I think Nicki Minaj has, like, a billion followers on Twitter or something or on Instagram or TikTok, one of those. She could just casually says, yeah, I heard about some guy who uh, can't get his wife pregnant now because he took the vaccine. And well, anyway, these idiots, (laughs) all the idiots who went down to Washington because they're on the side of people who tried to take over our government. They are wearing Nicki Minaj T-shirts. Now, it's bizarre because, you know, most of those people down there are not. Nicki Minaj. I don't even think they could recite well, one song she does. I don't think Nicki wanted to be part of that. <laughs> She's suddenly the hero yeah. of uh, these uh, wacko conspiracy theorists, anti-vaccine, anti-maskers, all those wacky people that you read about. But I watch MSNBC a lot. Joy Reid is really good. Do you ever watch her? I've seen her from time to time. Yeah, she's really good. I don't she, watch many of those shows because it's, it's just malarkey. We we spend our time talking malarkey. Finally, I have to get away from it. Well, Joy Reid yelled at Nicki Minaj. She said, she's my sister, but, you know, I have to yell at her because of this ridiculousness. And people like Nicki Minaj, I have to say this. You have a platform, sister, that is 22 million followers. Okay, I have 2 million followers. You have 22 million followers on Twitter for you to use your platform to encourage our community to not protect themselves and save their lives. My God, sister, you could do better than that. You got that platform. It's it's a blessing. It's a blessing that you got that, that people listen to you and they listen to you more than they listen to me. For you to use your platform to put people in the position of dying from a disease they don't have to die from. Oh, my God. As a fan, as a hip-hop fan, as somebody who was your fan, I'm so sad that you did that. So sad that you did that, sister. Is this a fact? Nikki responded by yes. calling Reed a lying homophobic coon? Ooh. Well, I know she responded and she was upset and said, you know, something to the effect that, you know, you couldn't wait to knock another black woman down, something like that. Well... What do you think of that? That's crazy. I, I mean, think it's all malarkey. We wind up having these dumb conversations about nothing. But why does she got to go to the word coon right away? I mean, what? I don't know. I didn't see the coon reference. That's what it says here, but I'm, I'm trying to get confirmation on that. And why is Joy Reid homophobic? I don't understand that either. I don't know where that came from. A lot of name calling.
But I did hear the black woman knocking black women reference. Oh, do you still care about Ralph? Uh, Ralph's back on the phone. Oh. You want to talk to me about why you and Sam didn't get along at the end? You know, but, but, first of all, but first of all, I hate when you sit there and go, like, I didn't put gas in the car. I know you're trying to be funny. But no, Robin I said that. I said that Robin that's said what I heard, that, that uh, Sam it, complained about. I didn't say that. Sam, didn't, Sam never complained to I me said, about that. I can, well, Gary said, said that. Sam, oh, I, I Gary. can give you a list of okay. stuff I turned down from Sam. Like, Gary really, said that, really not me. Stuff, so not me. That straight first of Did all. I say that? Well, you know, like I go there, like grab, give me a car, do this and do that. Well, he you did. Know, I, I know I, what. I was happy I for you. Car, I rented a car. Half yes, but you also got to drive Sam's. What is it? A Rolls yeah. Royce? So what? I'm not lying. I don't make up stuff. No. You, you, you well, did so you actually call Ralph to say you turned down a lot of things? What? No. That's what, what he said. He said, I could give you a list of things that I turned down that Sam wanted to do for me. Well, that's the yes. right thing to do. Yeah. I, no, mean, so I was going to tell you why you I really blew like, it. I really like Sam. I He's didn't really say you guy. used the guy. Did I say right, that? Well, you're 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 getting a little sensitive over there. None of us said that. I get sensitive sometimes. But human. You but I guess said, what, Howard? He didn't take everything that was offered to him. No, I <laughs> what a man. I said <laughs> I said let me be clear. The best thing that you had going on was Sam Simon, but you blew it at the end. You guys ended up not being friends. I was gonna tell the story. With your permission, of course. Why I think yeah, I, you blew it? I, 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 you know, I wouldn't. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what your interpretation of, the, of that whole thing that went down is. I told what. you at the time you blew it. Yeah. I tried to tell you. I wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted you to work that out. Well, we sort of did, and it was right when he got sick, and then his life got pretty weird because there were a lot of people around him who sort of separated him from people. All right, and but listen to me. In- Forget all that. Mm. I'm going to tell you where you blew it. Okay, all right. go ahead. I'm going to tell this story. It's not, it's not a big deal, but this is, this is why Ralph drives me crazy because I want him to be successful, and he had a real shot. So Ralph decided he was going to start an app, okay, mm-hmm. with a bunch of guys, and it was like based on his love of comic books and various things that Ralph loves. And, you know, it was like a magazine that people would subscribe to. So I was like, oh, I was happy for Ralph. All of a sudden, Sam, who's got tons of money, Simpsons money, and he's a multimillionaire. He decided he liked what Ralph was up to and he was going to back him. And he put up the money for the app. Okay. So like this thing was going to really take off. It was going to, you know, be a money making proposition. Which I wasn't looking for, by the way, too. Yeah, like, it of course just you weren't. To do it. No, really. No. I, we were starting it. No, I'm saying that's thing. the problem with you. The yeah. best thing happened. Sam, who's a creative, is going to, you know, not even some, like, some business asshole who never created anything. It's like Sam. So when Sam put up the money for the app, he wanted some input. So he started to give suggestions on what should happen. Ralph went nuts because Ralph wanted it to be fun he didn't want it to turn into a whole big thing. He wanted to be able to do what he wanted to do. I said, Ralph, you got a guy who's putting up real money. This could be something. 
So, and he's Sam. Go along with his suggestions. And it was like stuff like he wanted a photo shoot of this or that. I'm right. like, do it. Do it. And we I did. Tr- I, I didn't have a problem with Sam's. Input. No. Are you kidding me? You were fucking bitching about all the changes he wanted to make and you wouldn't put up with it and you left. And that's where you blew it. You should have been open. That's what I tried to tell you at really the time. What, that's, that's not really what happened. And I'll tell you the, bi- the, the biggest thing that happened at the end of this whole thing with, with, with that, where it was a huge problem for me. Why was Sam it? Sam got upset about Remember you did a shoot for us for yes. the cover? Yes, right? I wanted to help out. Right, and they, they he got a press person on this app, and then, which, which is just a little app that's coming out once a month or so. You don't put, you know, I just thought it was overkill, right? And then he wants to put out a press release with your name on it saying that you shot the cover and it was going to be for immediate release, I mean, like a real press release. Right, so you told them like, not to do it. I told him not to do it. I got really upset about him. I, you know, because right, you didn't want to use I've me. Never use use. Yeah, right. And and he got really pissed about that. And so yeah, but that wasn't time. the only thing. That was that, that Sam accepted was, that. That was a big thing. Believe me, and I'm not blaming you, uh, but right. it was a big thing. It was a, like the blaming me. The All I did was take the pictures. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying. I, but but I did it because you know. That, that was a wrong thing, they, they, you know, and it just was like another thing that these guys wanted to do that I wasn't comfortable with. Oh. And it was a big thing. And Sam was like, I spent all this money and, you know, I'm busy calling, you know, they're calling Don's office. And I was like, whoa, 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 guys, stop. You're lucky you got the guy to shoot the fucking pictures for you. Just be cool about it. That you was know? the big so, breakup. I thought it was a, a series of things, but I guess no, not. that was, I guess it was all over was, me. I guess it was you, Howard. Can't, I can't argue with Ralph on that one. Okay, maybe he was right. A true girlfriend. Yeah, you're a good man. So I, I take I'm it all back. Man. Good for you. Well, I thought it was some other bullshit that you were, and I was like, dude, this guy's putting Just up money not for taking Sam's suggestions. Well, yeah. What was that magazine called, Ralph? Champion or something? Champion. Champion, Champion magazine. It was a yeah, digital something magazine. we never was... saw. So I said oh, to Ralph. Great. Yeah, Ralph came to me and said, would you take the pictures for the cover? I said, if it'll help you out, sure. So I did it. Yeah, and you were really into photography then. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Well, anyway, yeah. I just regret right. that. You know, just I, I love Sam. He was a good guy. but And also with that thing, he was like so involved. Like it was like he had nothing to do all day. And then he's just like, you know, micromanaging it too. You know, yeah. but, know. My perception Whatever. was you got a guy with money who's willing to back the thing. You know, give them, give them some room to get along. Yeah. Yeah. Try to do whatever you have to do. So the thing get all money means they want input. Yeah. Yeah. No, whatever. It was fine. Okay. I seem to remember it differently, but okay. I'm going. That was you. It was you. It was my fault. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It was your fault. All right. All right, man. Go back to whatever it is you do all day. All right. I love you. All right. Take care. Love you too. He's saying Sam had nothing to do. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Sam had nothing to do all day That's why we hung out a lot You know what that's we called? The, the pot calling the kettle black <laughs> It's an expression for that <laughs> Sam Simon had nothing to do all day <laughs> <laughs> But he I just love that Ralph had this motivated, passionate, millionaire investor And managed to turn him off <laughs> 
<laughs> I gotta be me. Yeah, another success story. All right, Ralph, yes, you go back to. Yes. I had to go, go back shoot to... myself. Thank you. All right, all right, later. <laughs> Don't do that. We love. Don't you. do that. Yeah, nobody do that. It's great. I should talk, man. It's nine o'clock already, and I oh, I gotta what? end at ten. Hey, hey, John, Adam. what's up? Yeah. I just wanted to confirm uh, Nicki Minaj did tweet what you had said before about wow. the coon word. Lying homophobic coon is what she wrote. Mm. That's strong stuff for a woman just giving her opinion. Um, we got to end pretty much on time today. I can't go over. My neighbor's doing construction. And for like the next oh. three weeks, I asked them. They're, they're very nice people. I said, hey, could you wait until 10 o'clock at least? They're doing that uh, thing where they pile drive the uh, steel beams into the ground. And oh, oh, yeah, that's noisy. Uh, oh, shit. It's crazy. My whole house is shaking. So <laughs> thinking I'm, I might have to go into the city because if I can't get my nap today, I'm going to be a fucking bear. I love oh, my it's nap. It's going on all through your na- nappy. Huh? Yeah. They say they're going to knock off for an hour, but. Well, they, I mean, how can they get something done if as soon as they start to work, it's time to not work again? <laughs> That's what I mean. I don't know. Hard. <laughs> well, yeah, but they're being very nice about it. But the real bad part of it is for like three weeks. And, gosh, shit. I three whole that. weeks. Yeah, I might, uh, I might come over to your place. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking of doing? Well, I'm thinking I got of, a place you can go. Yes. I'm thinking <laughs> of actually. Um, and it'll be quiet. And you got a broadcast set up over there, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't have a broadcast set up in uh, Manhattan, so I got to, got to, I can throw something together quick. Yeah. Or I could send Ralph over to my neighbor's house and they'll move away. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Absolutely. Won't take him long. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They'll be out of there. Maybe I, I didn't watch the Emmys and I have no business talking about them, but uh, I do have a few clips we could play. Um, and I got a bunch of things. God, I have so many things to get to. I don't think we have any guests tomorrow. Wednesday Coldplay is going to perform, but we, we need some time to groove because I've got a lot to say and a lot to fill you in on. Still stuff from yeah, when we were Yeah, I mean, on. even last week, you didn't get to the wrap-up of some of the... No, I've you know, got, we were supposed to find out what Fred did for vacation, and you told me you you talked to him. Yeah, that was weird. I I, f- I missed Fred. And, uh, <laughs> is that happened. the first time that's happened? <laughs> that's like those uh, bugs. That, that, what are those cicadas? They come out every yeah, seventy years or something. Years, uh, <laughs> oh, seventeen years. <laughs> every seventeen years, I call Fred. Yeah, it was weird. I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to call Fred. Just check in with him. Wow. And it was nice for a while to talk to Fred. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. I like Fred. I mean, he What'd doesn't know. What did you talk about? I mean, how'd it go? I don't remember. I mean, maybe his motorcycle or something. Did you like say, Fred, I'm going to call you? Or did you just yeah. call? No, I said, I'm going to. I don't remember. Fred, what did I do? Did I call you randomly, like just kind of out of the blue? Or did I actually set it up? Actually, I think what it was uh, tied into was you asked me for some advice about something. And oh right! I gave you and I gave you the advice, and uh, it was like a few weeks later, and I just wanted to know that if it worked out or not, and thankfully it did. Yeah, my 
my brother-in-law, Doug, started playing guitar. Uh-huh. And uh, it was his birthday. So Beth wanted to get him a guitar. And I was like, well, let's call Fred. Fred knows guitars. You know, because he's a beginner and, you know, what do you get, blah, blah, blah. So Fred sent me back this really detailed, you know, analysis of, you know, asking questions about Doug and his abilities. And I even sent him videotape of Doug playing. And, you know, so Fred did a complete analysis in this email. And I was like, whoa. I bought enough some- shit in my day to know what works and what doesn't. Yeah. What was that guitar we ended up getting him? I never heard of it before. It was a Seagull. They're made in Canada, and they're a really good guitar for the money. I own no stock in the company. I bought one for my daughter years ago, and they're just a beautiful guitar. They sound You don't own any stock? Good. I, I, I thought you I own uh, no owned stock. the company at the time. Uh, yeah, he's the majority <laughs> owner, isn't he? I wish yeah. I did, because I could have boosted my stock up right now, but no. no they're just great guitars, and good for beginners, and good for people who are intermediate, and maybe even some... Uh, you know, experienced people. Why do we do that? Like we find a good product and then we go, oh, wow, they're going public. Maybe I should buy some stock. And then we always say, nah, fuck it. I'm not going to buy any stock because we think we don't know anything. Meanwhile, probably Fred would be a, a rich man if he had invested in Seagull. I, I don't think, think you can more... even. I, I don't think you can even buy guitar. I, I wanted to actually buy stock in Gibson and Fender, you know, because uh, during the pandemic, uh, guitar sales have gone through the roof. So and, why didn't uh, you? You can't. You can't buy it. They're oh. privately held companies. Yeah, oh, I they're see. not public. Okay. But there are well, more stories of people who bought into a company and they failed than there are of people who bought into a company and it turned out to be Amazon. And yeah, I bought into the yeah. Ralph company back. and I lost my shirt. <laughs> well, you didn't buy any stock in Champion magazine? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> oh, God. I used to hear about this magazine and I went, oh, you vey. This thing is not going to, I don't know. I don't know who's buying this thing. But anyway. Or Mr. Skin. Yeah, Mr. Skin I should have bought stock in. But anyway, <laughs> people love it. Uh, it's weird. I always thought Mr. Skin would get closed down because he doesn't have the rights to those movies. And then he tells me the actual movie companies love Mr. Skin because it generates it's uh, part revenue. It's their publicity. Yeah. Do the actresses ever give him shit? And marketing. What? Do the actresses ever give him shit? I mean, do they know who he is? Do they ever send him letters saying, hey, could according, you stop According this? to him, he's a happy motherfucker. He, nobody bothers <laughs> him. He's just doing his thing. I'm sure. God bless him. I'm, I'm happy for him. I mean, he's a healthy, happy man with a nice family. He just loves porn. He loves nudity. Let's put it that way. Yeah. No. Anyway. Well, he um, loves porn, too. <laughs> me, too. Yeah, so, so when Fred sent me this email, I was like, you know, Fred's a good dude. I should probably establish some sort of contact with him and haven't spoken to so him privately in years. So all this was what, text or email before? You it was email. Really email. Okay. Email, yeah. And so what did I do? Did I just call you out of the blue or did I say, hey, I'm calling you? Yeah, I think it just kind of happened. I think you just saw the email and went, oh, it's Fred. <laughs> I'll give him a ring. And it was really nice. Kind of like Haley's Comet, once every 70 years. And uh, yeah. it was beautiful. And you know, after I, I nice spoke to him, I was like, I'm probably going to do this again. And then I never did. The whole rest of the summer, I just kind of. Yeah, because what was really funny, at one point you even said, hey, you know what? Maybe we could get together. We could go for a walk or something like that, which is, you know, it was a nice thing to say. And I went, sure. But I said, but I'm going oh, to wait for you to Yeah, I'm going to wait oh. for you to call because I, I didn't want to be a pest. Yeah, don't wait too long because 
Seriously, I forgot I said that. What did we talk about? Do you know? <laughs> I don't remember. It, it was just, you know, just shooting Hashing the shit. up. Right. No. Two guys shooting the shit. That was what Did what you talk about right. your daughters? You have daughters in common. Yeah, I told them some family stuff. Sure. Uh-huh. Daddy did. I think I did. Yeah. And now we're um, empty nesters, so. I can how's really that work like when you. You, your daughter went to the college? She's out in college oh, right now. That's un- that's unbelievable. I know. I can't believe during, it. We remember during the when summer she we had to ship born. her out. Yeah. Me too. I rem- no. Wow. Well, you should. <laughs> How's that feel? Oh, you know what? I hate the. You know, look. When she's here, she ignores you. She goes in her room. She's on, you know, her computer and looking at all videos and things like that. So you never really get to see her. She goes out to the <laughs> CBS and picks up shit. But I miss her that she's not here. Just knowing that she was down the hall made yeah. me feel right. good. How she, uh, I know a lot of people whose kids went off to school and it's a hard adjustment because of this COVID situation. That huge, a lot of them, huge. Yeah. Right. So, so how is she dealing with that? Uh, masks. She's also vaccinated. Uh, she's pretty careful. I mean, does she, she have a roommate? Yes, yeah, she, yeah, she does have a roommate. Mm. And uh, every, I think everybody there has to have uh, a vaccination. Uh, if you're in the dorm, you don't have to wear a mask. But in any of other situations, you have to mask up. And where she's going, uh, I'm actually shocked at how many people do not walk around with a mask on. It's not mm-hmm. like uh, in you know on the East Coast. I mean, I'm I had my mask on all the time, and just people walking around like there's no pandemic is. Scary. I know. And then you're embarrassed because no one's wearing a mask, and you're like, oh, you know, oh, they're fuck. looking at you and going, who is this asshole? And I go, fuck you. I'm gonna live for a while. You want to hear something weird? On Beth's Instagram, um, so we, you know, Beth does all these adoptions. And whenever she does the adoption, she meets the adopters outside or, you know, somewhere, and they all wear masks, and they take a picture together to put on social media to say, hey, such and such a cat uh, got adopted because people follow the story. So Beth posted a picture of herself in a mask with these two people who adopted a cat. And underneath the, the um, you know, when people write comments, one woman comments, wrote, yeah, yeah, she wrote, ha, 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 wearing masks, ridiculous. And Beth came to me, she goes, what the fuck is she talking about? I said, what is going on with people? We're in a pandemic. People are dropping dead like crazy. Beth doesn't know if these people are vaccinated or not. Uh, she knows you're sitting and she's standing right next to them, taking a picture. All three of them are huddled together, of course. But you, like, ha, 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 ha. You're all wearing it like, like laughing, uh, virtually through, uh, Instagram. And I'm like, these are the, these are the morons. <laughs> They're all out of their minds. <laughs> like who would take the time to write something like that? It's weird. Yeah, it's bizarre when you are out and you are observing masking and then you're walking by a bunch of people who who aren't masked up at all and don't care. Yeah, it's like I was, a, I was, and it was like people weren't observing any distance. They would hmm. walk right by you. That's yeah, weird. And they didn't care that you were sitting there wearing a mask or or whatever you were doing. They were going to have their freedom and breathe all over you. Seatbelts in a car? Laugh out loud. Ha, 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 ha. 
Right. Is that Instagram <laughs> drives me crazy because I, no one can get to me on social media. I don't look at the comments. I don't. No one. You know, this just can't happen. And but then they get to Beth, and then Beth comes to me about what right. people are saying, and I somehow get exposed because uh, Beth wrote this very passionate piece about fireworks on Instagram. Um. It was this whole thing around 4th of July where uh, she was pointing out that animals, if they're outside and they see the fireworks, they get, they get so crazy, they run away and a lot of them die because mm. they get freaked out by fireworks. So she was kind of like writing this piece about, please be aware of this for your animals. So this guy writes underneath her article, hey, who cares what you think? And I went. I so it, 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 it I became obsessed with it because I was like, think of the stupidity of this guy. You're following someone, and you're writing, "Who cares what you think?" Then why would you follow her? Obviously, you care what she thinks. You can't write, "Who cares what you think?" That's like saying writing to the New York Times, "Who cares what you think?" <laughs> you're, you're reading you my newspaper. Bought a subscription. Yeah. Who cares what you think? Right. Yeah. <laughs> It, like someone listening to this show, who cares what you think? Well, obviously you care what I think. You tune in to hear. Anyway, so I start now. Beth forgets about it, and I start screaming all day about it. How <laughs> could a guy write? Stuck with it. <laughs> it's like buying a book by Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters, who has a book coming out, and then saying, "Who cares what Dave Grohl thinks?" Yeah, you can't do that because he obviously had to read the comment. In order to come up with who cares what you think. Yeah, it's weird. And she wasn't even talking about anything except, you know, being observant. Does your pet freak out with loud noises that come from fireworks? Yeah, it was nothing. Um, oh, so Tess is in college, huh? Oh, yeah. Can you believe it? She learning anything or what does she say about it? Well, it's still pretty early. I think she's trying to figure out how to negotiate on campus drinking. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you get a drink. Watch for, you, I think you got to watch for that stuff. I mean, we, you know, we're not big party animals here. And uh, I know she's probably had a couple of drinks from time to time with some of her friends. I mean, that's they all do it. But uh, as long as she doesn't, doesn't that get drive you binge, crazy, binge drinking, you, I'm okay with that. I hated that with my girls. It was like. I didn't want them putting any impurities into their body. Right. I just remembered them as babies, and I was like, oh, mm -hmm. man, they were so exactly. pure, and I don't want them ever drinking, but they all do it. Yeah, they thankfully, she doesn't do drugs. She's not in a pot or anything like that, but uh, I think from time to time, she's had like a, a wine cooler or something like that. She might. She That's probably tried to weed, though, right? Not to my... No, she, she's not a big... As far as I know, she's right. <laughs> famous last <laughs> word. She's not a big druggie or anything like that, no. Good. She's not into that. Hard seltzer, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, did remember I, drink, one thing. I drink hot water when I want to get wild. <laughs> He's a wild man. If you want Meanwhile, to really be wild. Yeah. <laughs> I miss coffee so much. I miss it so much. Ugh. Well, you didn't drink it for that long. It couldn't be that. Yeah, but it was so great when it gave me that jolt in the morning for, before mm. the show. I come oh, yeah. down here dragging my ass. I can't drink it. The uh, doctor yeah, there's times I when I actually need the coffee. Yeah, I know you're lucky. Fred drinks it too. I, I nonstop. Doctor, doctor told me I can't have it. I had a medical condition. I do, but what am I going to do? 
Um, you know what? I'm really enjoying well, reading. Well, it's exciting and I hate- that you talked to Fred. I'm really um, happy and excited about it. Oh, I remembered yeah, we, one thing. I remembered one thing we spoke about. Uh, I said that Benji inspired me to start running again. <laughs> what? Why was that? And, and that's the truth. Because before we took a break, Benji said he was going to run in the marathon, and it literally took him like a half an hour to run one mile. And I, I thought to myself, yeah, I haven't run in years, so let me see how long it would take for me to do a mile. So I was actually able to do. Two miles and a half an hour. So I started off at 15, wow. 15 minutes, 15 minute uh-huh. miles, and I'm down to 13 minute miles. So I'm trying no to kidding. work my way down. That's nice. Good and I you. lost 10 pounds. So well, that was my you. Well, how far, how fast is Benji now is the question. <laughs> he's I think he's running backwards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a half hour to run one mile. I mean, Jesus. I mean, really you can walk. You can walk. I can a walk mile a mile in twenty now. minutes. Yeah, there's no Backwards. running a mile in thirty minutes. No, I walk and I walk slowly, and I do a mile in twenty minutes walking. This is what I'm saying <laughs> that he can't possibly be running. Ashtar when he says he does a mile in thirty minutes. I'm not even walking. I'm like strolling, like taking in the scenery and stopping. Anyway, yeah, he must be um, taking a break every quarter mile. That's what I down he's sitting bench. on a bench somewhere. Are you want, are you reading all those articles, you guys, about um, all the people who are vehemently against vaccinations and against masks, and they're all dying? I read a lot well, of those. That's the thing. It's the um, it is the pandemic now of the unvaccinated. Everybody who's in a hospital uh, ICU for the most part is an unvaccinated person, and the people who are dying are unvaccinated people. I like reading those articles, though. Anti-vax YouTubers, anti-vaccine Alabama YouTubers die of COVID nineteen weeks apart. How romantic. I read a really As good article. As a couple, article. they were anti-vaxxers? <laughs> yeah, like they actually were, they, they found a purpose. Let me see if I have the article. I got a couple of these articles. They're pretty, eh, this game, eh, fuck yeah. Mm. Nah, I don't know what I did with the article. Did you get, hey, Jason, did you print that out for me? Those articles, are they in the back? Anybody got a pay? Holy shit. Did you just <laughs> drop everything? Oh, every, oh it's a mess. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Howard. Oh, uh, my uh, goodness. Check page 19. 19. Okay, gotcha. I have so much stuff printed out that I haven't talked about that I've got like 37 pages in front of me. <laughs> it's like a book. Yeah, it's like a book of... Let's go to chapter... <laughs> a book of Howard's humor. My little stupid notes. Let me get to page 19. This might be worth waiting for. I have to get these pages apart. I was asking um, someone this past weekend, well, what do the people who don't take the vaccination think of the overrun hospitals, the overworked hospital staff, and the number of care. people who are dying? They and they said to me, anybody. I think they just don't believe it. The leader of an anti-mask movement in Texas has died from COVID-19. Caleb Wallace. Where's the one about the couple? Jason. Check page 24. I think that's the one. The Alabama. That's the one I'm looking for. Yep. This is a guy who. This guy. I I just think it's interesting that a couple. I could just see them bonding over there. 
love of uh, hating the vaccine. Like this was, uh, yeah, they got more intimate and fell further in love because Darling. they were anti-vaxxers. Our whole anti-vax movement is really, really catching up. Oh, yes, my love. We finally found something. We have followers. It's brought us together. We're closer than ever. And we have followers. We're the Romeo and Juliet of stupid people. <laughs> it's unbelievable. They think we're like a th happening thing. Yeah. You're a moron. Me too, it turns out. <laughs> we're reveling in our own stupid love. My love, I am so turned on by your stupidity. I cannot <laughs> believe you're an anti-vaxxer and anti-masker. Anti-mask, no less. Say something else, stupid. It turns me on. <laughs> oh, my sweet. <laughs> I feel like we're on our own private moron island where everyone is following you. You're so hot, you get dumber every day. Anti oh, here it is. Okay. Anti-vaccine Alabama YouTubers die of COVID-19 weeks apart. An Alabama couple known on YouTube for reselling vintage items and their staunch anti-vaccine stance have both died from COVID-19. I'd like to hear some of those uh, YouTube videos where they're screaming about the vaccine. And I wonder what their followers who were all into their anti-vax stand do now when they're gone. Well, if you have half a brain, you go out and get vaccinated and wear a mask. <laughs> Dusty and Tristan Graham, better known as the Alabama Pickers, I don't know what that's about, died from the virus less than a month apart. The pair from Huntsville, it's Alabama, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sounds the pair from like, Huntsville, like Alabama to me. <laughs> yeah, should be. The pair from Huntsville ran a since-deleted YouTube channel. Oh, so we can't get those. So it gets deleted, right? Yeah. Sharing tips on how to resell vintage items, antiques, and collectibles. Dusty died Thursday more than three weeks after his wife passed suddenly in her sleep due to coronavirus complications. According to an online fundraiser set up by their children. Of course, they could have lived if they maybe rethought that. Yeah, whole. none of this would have been necessary had they got a vaccine. Unfortunately, Dusty and Tristan have both passed away, wrote the couple's daughter, Windsor Graham. Thank you for all the kind words and helping us during this difficult time. Weeks earlier, Dusty announced his wife's death, which also revealed he was in an ICU bed battling it out against the virus himself. Wow. Do you think, uh, let's see, one of the last videos posted by the couple, I'm just, I'm waiting to read the part where they, you know. Yeah, saying, hey, said we shit. were stupid. Yeah. Yeah. One of the last videos posted by the couple on their deleted channel was reposted elsewhere on the video sharing site, AL.com. In the 90-minute clip, wow, verbose. In the 90-minute clip showing the couple as they drove, Dusty made his anti-vaccine stance abundantly clear while discussing local mask mandates. I still haven't gotten the you-know-what, Dusty said on the clip before mimicking a syringe jab. Still not planning on getting it. But if you want to, bully for you, Tristan said, agreeing with her husband's take. Dusty said he had his own passport while referring to his birth certificate and the Constitution, which he claimed allowed him to travel wherever he wanted to without trouble. No, uh, kind of got that backwards, dude. There's been other vaccine mandates in this country. 
around the smallpox vaccine, actually. Yep. Quote, I think this will all be behind us in a couple of years. Well, maybe you're right. You're not here to find out, though. Yeah, we could be past it right now, but you're going to keep us going for a couple of years. Thanks, Dusty. Dusty continued, then they'll be like, you don't need that anymore. Dusty added he had survived without a vaccine for a year and knew friends who contracted the virus. Two of their children did as well. And uh, here's their stupid research. Yeah. Here's some research. We know some people who lived through COVID. (laughs) There there we go. (laughs) Therefore, we don't need it. That's right. I've lived without it. I didn't catch it for a year. Tristan, meanwhile, said on the clip she had survived bone cancer, which is exactly why you need the vaccine more than most people. You have underlying conditions. That's why she was the first to go. And why would you have bone cancer treatment from medical science? Oh, whatever. I mean, I don't know. You get it. Yeah, now you're going to try to, to make too much sense. We will dig through garages, estates, and closets, the husband and wife team's bio-red, all to bring the best antiques, collectibles, and unusual items to market. Well, now they're gone, I guess. Yeah, and you can't even listen to their old shows. So it's been deleted. There's a pretty good uh, article that I found online. It's great. I sent it to my kids. They loved it. It's called, Oh My Fucking God, Get the Fucking Vaccine Already, You Fucking Fucks, by Wendy Molyneux from something called McSweeney's. I don't know what that is. That sounds like a restaurant, but uh, she makes a pretty passionate plea for everyone to get vaccinated. And Yeah. But th- mm. it, wasn't there somebody from out of town who came into New York and assaulted a waitress at a restaurant because they, yeah. you know, there's a mandate for masks in Manhattan now. Yeah, they, and, they beat up the but, hostess. Yes. Or something. Attack the hostess. Hey. Because um, she millions. was just doing her job, which is following the law in Man- Manhattan. A tourist beat her up. Because so much to get to, but I... I think in about 20 minutes, you're going to start hearing some pretty loud noise. I have another bone to pick with you. I watched a whole bunch of episodes. What was the first bone? Hills Housewives. Well, any bone I have to pick with you. This is another one. Hey, but you can't say you you have another bone. Bachelor, Mm -hmm. which I really was resistant to. And now I'm stuck. It's great. Hey, Boner. <laughs> you mean and, B- Bachelor yeah. in Paradise or, or Moron Island? All of it. Yeah, I watch yeah. it all now. Okay. And I'm upset if I missed several, you know, seasons and I don't know the person, you know, like that woman who showed up this year and she had been the Bachelorette. I was like, oh, I missed that year. Got to go back and look for her. But anyway, right. I got stuck watching several episodes of the Beverly Hills Housewives. When you say you got stuck, what do you mean you got stuck? I didn't because get stuck. I got to see. You talk about them talking oh. about what's her name, <laughs> whose husband ripped off a bunch of people he was supposed yeah, to be you, representing allegedly. lawsuits. How did you like it? It was fascinating. Yeah, I told you. It's a great show. But you're looking I for said, good show. Finally, they're talking about something of consequence, not just. So you why know, are you picking a bone with me? Because I never wanted to watch any of oh, that okay. stuff. 
It was like, you know, I don't want to be one of those people. But then I was watching it, all, you know, all oh, the episodes it. because every time that Erica Jane showed up, I wanted to see how she was going to act and what she was going to say. Mm, okay. I'm not going to recommend any more shows for you. No, you can you recommend good, good shows, but not where people just sit well, around. Like the argument in the jewelry store. How do I know? How do I know <laughs> if a show is good? I mean, I just like it, so I recommend it to you. Um, let's go to Kevin. Kevin, you're on the air in Ohio. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Yeah, I'm calling about. You heard about this uh, little white girl, Gabby, that went missing? Gabby Petito. Yeah, been following that. Yeah, I just uh, heard her boyfriend literally were living in a van. She goes missing, and it's headline news. Like Elizabeth Smart, the, a white girl goes missing, and it's headline news. It's not like yeah. they're a celebrity's child or something like that. Well, what, what's your point? I'm saying if, like, little LaQuisha or Maria Gonzalez went missing, you want to hear shit about that? Oh, you're saying the reason Gabby Petito is a big news item is because she's a cute little white girl. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Elizabeth Smart, what, blonde hair, blue eyes. Gabby Petito, theory, blonde hair, huh? blue eyes. That's your theory. Yeah. yeah. You think of... Hey. You think of you think Can't argue with uh, Kevin from man. Ohio. It seems like this guy's done well, a lot of research. Well, Kevin, I want you to make a big deal now when people of other uh, races uh, and so forth get go missing. I want you to be the first one to broadcast that there's someone missing under strange circumstances. I like how he goes. When little Oquisha... It, like, like that's he goes little look when little loquisha is missing nobody cares like <laughs> i guess loquisha is his idea of a black name right Don't it you, could you know? be Who yeah, little loquisha hey howard <laughs> hey howard yeah hey howard when little loquisha is missing <laughs> nobody in the news <laughs> makes a big deal I recall when little Loquisha was missing, I was uh, all over that story, Robin. Excuse me? Well, I want him to be the foghorn for uh, minorities who disappeared. Minority hey, women Kevin. who disappear. Is little hey, Loquisha cause. Kevin, is little Loquisha really missing? Because I'll put you an AP. Probably, if you go to Detroit, little Loquisha, little Denai Quill. <laughs> Today in the news, you know, it's funny. I thought he Little was like, uh, yo, 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 he yo. sounds, he sounds like a guy who was um, very liberal. Now he sounds more like a racist. He's like, <laughs> yeah, when what? Little Laquisha and Little Nyquil are missing <laughs> from the black community, nobody cares. And I was like, wait a second, is this guy racist or not racist? I can't even figure it I out. Can't decide. Yeah, I'm black and white. I've been called a nigga and I've been called a cracker in my life. So I'm on both sides of this. Nice. All right. All right, good for you. All right, Kev, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks. I've been following the Gabby Petito story. and It is kind of a strange story. Well, as you point out, the strangest part of the fucking story is that the parents would let that dude back in their house when uh, he went out with her. Uh, he comes back alone. He's hiding in the house and won't answer the door for the police. And the parents are uh, evidently okay being in the... I, if my kids, they're fine. A, Let them stay there. <laughs> if my kids, I love my kids, but if they come back from a camping trip without their partner, and uh, there'll be some explaining to do. Yeah, yeah, I might even open the door for the police. 
I might even say, you know what? Why don't you explain this? To I the might police? call the police. My son went out with his girlfriend uh, in a van for months and came home without her with no explanation. Oh, they're like, all right, go to your room and, uh, you know, <laughs> hang will out be with ready her. in 15 minutes. And please, uh, if you did anything weird, don't kill us. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm following the little LaQuisha NyQuil story uh, pretty closely, too. And <laughs> turns out the parents uh, threw them right out of the house. Yo, 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 yo. Yeah, Gabby Petito, uh, 22 year old, uh, very cute girl, very sad following that. And uh, she went on, you know, one of these camping trips. Actually, JD over the summer was in that same area where you went to the Grand Tetons and somewhere else. Where did where did you go? <laughs> went out to Yellowstone Ooh. and uh, the Grand Tetons Ooh. for our anniversary trip. Yeah, so. and JD, you know, JD hates being outside and camping and all that shit. And uh, <laughs> he says, uh, "Boy, if my wife wanted to kill me, all she'd have to do is kind of like just let me wander off, go on a hike, and you never see me again." Yeah, I mean, well, we, I just there are- love that. JD has to commemorate his wedding every year with a dangerous trip. <laughs> that he hates. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, what else are we going to do? I can't sit around the house all the time, which is what I'd love to do. But no, yeah, I mean, there are times where we do hikes where, you know, she'll walk, you know, ahead of me and sometimes I won't see her for a bit. <laughs> like I try to catch up with her. But uh, yeah, and then there are spots where there are just no service. <laughs> And you have no Why does she idea keep torturing you and taking you like on? Uh, someone told me you were so freaked out in like Wyoming. Where were you? Where, where were you exactly freaked out? Where you were? It was well. We you, stayed at like a, these cabins outside of Grand Teton, and uh, well, neither of us really knew that that there was just no cell service where we were staying. So like for two days, unless we were in the park somewhere. When we weren't in a park, I just had no idea what was going on. I couldn't contact anyone. I it was it freaked me out a little bit. But. So he got so freaked out that he got in a chair and started rocking back and forth. That was the only way he could calm himself down. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like a nice rocking chair. So hey, what's with the rocking back and forth? What does that do for you? It just makes I just like it. I don't know. I like the movement. I don't know. Just it's like I'm I'm doing something. I don't know. I'm sitting and doing something at the same time. It calms you down or something? Like you're all full of anxiety, and if you rock back and forth, you're okay? A little bit, a little bit. I know there are certain um, conditions where people just rock. He's got that. <laughs> I have a lot of conditions. I, I think. He goes to the rocker. <laughs> well, we had him tested. and uh, Are we going to be talking about that in a future show? Or do you not I mean, want to do that? I guess, no. I mean, I said we could. I just I don't think it's ready now necessarily yeah, i don't know good. I'm okay. not yeah, 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 he was yeah. tested okay. yeah, i'm <laughs> testing him i'm trying to figure out what the hell's wrong with him you know mm-hmm. <laughs> we all are i love this kid but you know he's fucked up i mean they're not fucked up he's just different that's all <laughs> who is it, very different yes i'm trying to get him tested so i can uh, figure out what's wrong with him. i mean i'm wrong but you know where where he what's his deal <laughs> put it down <laughs> all right calm down norm <laughs> <laughs> whatever okay I dude don't. Yeah, I love it. Happy, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. Look, the guy we've rocks. Always said the guy rocks that, back and forth when he's anxious. So you figure yeah, out what's going yeah, on with him, okay? Right. You know what's you know what's happening. And he's anxious a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but we've always said that one of the best ways, if you're going to kill a spouse, is to go on like a mo- mountain climbing 
yeah, hiking, wilderness kind of trip. Like this kid, if he's really trying to get out of, uh, you know, at least the defense would be like, oh, no, no, no. Like, come back right away and say, my girlfriend's missing and we went on a yeah. hike and I can't find it. But I don't know what happened here. I mean, it's horrible. Well, uh, the most interesting thing is that a couple of uh, days before the last time anybody heard from her, the police were called or park rangers or somebody were called to where they were because they were having some kind of an altercation. And they were told to, they didn't, no charges were filed. They were told to stay separate for the night. And then after that, there was only one more contact with her and then nothing. Yeah, I wonder if you could tell in real life if this guy was creepy or not. Like, in other words, now I look at pictures of him. And again, I don't know if, you know, again, he hasn't been proven guilty or anything, but it's not looking good. Um, like, I look at pictures of him and go, man, he looks pretty creepy. And uh, But I wonder if, like, you could tell before, you know, like, did people know he was creepy or did they? It's always easy. Did people to... describe him as creepy? You know, right. did he, was he an identified creepy person? Yeah, was he known as a creepy guy in the neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> did he rock back and forth when he was anxious? <laughs> um, let's go to Jared. Wants to say hello from California. Hey, Jared. Hey, Howard. How are you doing? Uh, hey, big fan. I, Thank you. I just wanted to... Um, let you know that my mom, she's in the hospital with uh, COVID. She's in the ICU. And uh, she lives in North Carolina. Her fucking redneck backwards down south doctor told her not to get the vaccine. And uh, so she didn't get it. And now she's in the ICU. Yeah. Wow. What's her odds? Probably slim. Uh, it's getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And I work at the, uh, the VA hospital here in uh, Sacramento. And I see it here as well. I just can't urge people enough to get just get the goddamn vaccine. It's it's not it's that pretty, hard. Um, it happens to you. I know it's pretty odd that uh, a doctor would tell her not to get the vaccine. I think those guys in you know in all these backward places are trying to you know somehow be reasonable with these people and try to convince them. Yeah, but you do have the occasional doctor who gives bad advice. Here's a good one. I was reading this. Uh, the latest thing for COVID is gargling the antiseptic betadine, betadine, yes. which is, which is uh, it's just betadine, betadine, which is mm-hmm. just a brand name for iodine. Yeah. Um, That's what we used to dip our hands in between patients when I worked in the uh, critical care unit. Betadine is used to clean wounds and is occasionally used as a vaginal douche. Did you know that? There is betadine douche. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm just a douche. <laughs> what? You're not a bad Who's gargling? Um, a, ver- a very low amount can be gargled to treat a sore throat, but it is not meant to be swallowed. People are using this to treat their COVID. I think uh, they've been rubbing it on Nicki Minaj's cousin's balls as well. <laughs> That's probably not the only uh, thing they're swallowing. You know what I was thinking, though? These people are willing to do just about anything, including anything, take horse- but take that vaccine. Yeah, 
So why don't we make the vaccine a very underground, cool thing now and say, listen, you can't get it anymore. And, um, you know, we hear a, they, 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 they marketed this thing backwards to these people. They just need to call it something else. Right. You got to tell them they shouldn't do it. Yeah, we have this secret experimental solution to the vac to the uh, to the covid, but uh, you can only get it in very, very strange places. You can only get it from uh, horse farmers. Look, it's very easy owners. to avoid COVID. All you have to do is take this shot, but nobody wants you to know about it. Yeah. There's another dumb company that is attempting to bring back woolly mammoths from extinction. They were, you know, they were extinct many years ago. They're going to oh, take elephant. I think it's injuries. <laughs> yeah. They want to repopulate the Siberian tundra with woolly mammoths, like that movie. Made from modified elephant DNA. And they claim it's they're doing this to help the environment, but I don't know. How's it going to help I, the environment? Yeah, I thought when they shit, it becomes uh, bad for the ozone. Isn't that true? I don't know anything about woolly mammoths, but this is the first I'm hearing of bringing back a species to help the environment. I just think they should improve the Kindle uh, book reader before they bring back Woolly Mammoth. That's all I'm Well, you know it'll go wrong if they bring back the Woolly Mammoth. We've seen it in the movies already. Do you think Jeff Goldblum will be in charge of them? (laughs) Well, they got to get him. He's the only one who knows how to survive. All right, Jared. Thanks for the call. Thank you, Howard. Later. The mammoths could help by turning the tundra back into grassland through breaking up the moss and knocking down trees and fertilizing the ground with their drippings. That's the oh. theory. And how long is that going to take? I don't, I don't think you and I are going to get to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Hmm. It's 10.05. I don't hear any banging. So... I guess the construction right. near me is maybe maybe it's going on and I don't hear it. I should ask my wife if it's happening. Yeah, see if it's actually happening. Hmm. And you're in a secured soundproof booth. Yeah. And they can't get to you. Yeah. Well, let's see what happens. If it starts happening, I'll uh if it gets too annoying, I'll bail out. You know? Yeah. Tomorrow, I got to get to the OJ thing, what he was up to over the summer. It's really good. I got to get to, um, <laughs> gosh, so many things. Gary's got to present the Karens that he put together. <laughs> There's a movie called Karen. I think I saw it on Netflix yesterday. Like these Karens are getting uh like very popular and they're now, I mean, there's a movie about Karens, I think. I could make you throw up. Jeff the Vomit Guy and Debbie the Cum Lady are talking about getting together. You got to hear this. You be- what? I'll play that tomorrow, yeah. Did and also the back- bitch ever get together with I don't think Debbie so. Debbie the Cum Lady? And now she's moved on to Jeff the Vomit Guy? Yeah, and it's pretty good. If you thought High Pitch Eric and... Let me ask him. Did you ever hook up with Debbie the Cum Lady? No, she she said she wanted to get together with me, but she never did. No. Maybe she's just a cock tease. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. 
<laughs> hey, Howard, you said you were going to Manhattan. If I were you, I would reschedule. Why? Because they have that United Nations General Assembly. <sighs> That's oh, right. Yeah. He's right. He is right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going in today, though, or or even this week. Well, the other yeah. thing they were saying this morning about that is that there is this mask mandate in uh, New York, but the U.N. has no authority to impose it. But you would think people would want everybody that. Everybody is coming here for the United Nations. But you would think. And, like- that, and, that's, and that's for two weeks, too. Oh, it is? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well. I'll I'll figure it out. I'll get and it. And they're saying, well, you know, just stay away from the east side. Oh, okay. Plus, I'm famous. Once people see me in the car, they, they usher me right through with a police escort. So <laughs> I'm pretty lucky that way. It's a little perk to my fame. If you want to drive you, I can drive you. I got a guy who drives me. Got a new guy. Well, so I, I, don't have Ron, I don't have Ronnie anymore. He retired. Well, and you I don't want iPitch driving you. No, I'm not confident in his abilities, his skills. You know what else well, I got to get to? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, if you ever need a driver on the side, I can still drive you. Thank you. Thanks, iPitch. Later. If you ever run out of every other driver, iPitch. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> everyone. You know what? I'd have. I'd actually have to sink to driving myself. <laughs> I'm going to have to call Debbie the come lady and find out why she wants to get together with Jeff the Rama guy. Oh, I got the whole tape of those two. It's going to really rock your world, High Pitch. You'll see. It's pretty wild. I'm going to have to tell her to rethink, rethink that over. I don't know why you weren't pursuing to... it, High Pitch. You let it drop. Now, High Pitch like, wants everything to fall into his lap. You know, uh, I think you got to work Debbie the come lady a little bit. Like, she's not going to travel all the way to New York just to blow you. She's got plenty of guys. I think she lives in Florida. She can blow. I'm going to drive down to Florida and get together with her. Someone told me you're now uh, so wealthy you're playing golf. Yeah, I play golf like every week. It's fun. What's your... I don't know anything about golf, but like... Are you any good? I like... I shoot a set like a 72... 73. I don't know what that means. I was going to say to him, what's your handicap? But we know there's multiple handicaps in this case. <laughs> a 72 you shoot a 72 what? on what? On nine? Howard, Howard, that's impossible. It's impossible. Right. The, the pros shoot a 72 on a, you know, on a decent. He must game. be playing nine holes. <laughs> yeah, I play nine holes. Yeah. Last, oh. Monday, I played, last Monday, I played like 18 holes. Uh, how'd you do? Um, I, I didn't play. I didn't play too good. How I would long love... did it take? He's still there. He's uh, calling us from the course. <laughs> now you know. It took I would a, love a... if, if if Eric, it turned out, was like a, a professional level golfer and was shooting par for most courses because it would just prove that golf is the stupidest sport ever. <laughs> like if Eric was good, it would end golf. It would just be over. He wouldn't have to waste time. Oh, that's with right. Eric. Tiger Woods would be shown not to be very, yeah. very good. He'd be seen as a phony. <laughs> this grotesquely overweight human being who never played his whole life is suddenly, um, you know, one of the greatest golfers of all time. 
It'd be great. I have to call Debbie to come with me. Drive all the way down to Florida and get together with her. Okay, dude. I got to go, Eric. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Later. Um, later means I'm not getting together with him later. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the construction to start so I can test it out. Have you been in this area when that construction yeah. is going on? You have, yeah. and you heard Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just want to see how much the mic picks up. Okay. The unvaccinated president of Brazil plans to attend the United Nations General Assembly. He said, why take the vaccine to have antibodies? My antibody levels are way up high. What the hell? Does that mean he already had COVID? What is he talking about? I guess, but let's take it. Uh, Oh, a bunch of people calling in. They want to hear the bang a clock song. With Donnie yeah. V. Maybe one on the way out. Well, I'll play that again. Is that a How's joke that? or is they, are they serious? They want to hear they love it. No, Donnie V's fact, uh, version? What, yeah, I'm going to tell you. It's uh, quite the catchy tune. Let me see. I got the fan feedback right here. Um, Bang a Clock song. Last week we played a cover of my original song, as you know. Uh, Donnie V, formerly of, a, of the band Enough's Enough. Or maybe he's still with them. I don't know. But anyway, he recorded it. Um, it's amazing what a real musician can do with a tune like Bang a Clock. Donnie V took the words of Howard Stern and turned it into a legitimate power pop song. It's nice to see the long history between Howard and Enough's Enough continue after all these years. Look out. There's a new songwriting duo on the scene. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what else could you guys collaborate on? Oh, yeah, there's discussions going on right now. Howard, you <laughs> rock as a songwriter. Donnie V killed it on this track. Yeah. I'm probably just going to write songs for other people now. That's my new thing. Bang O'Clock, silly, fun, and actually very catchy. Maybe Donnie and Howard can collaborate on an entire album. Yeah. In my spare time. Well, you know, there's no end to these music contest programs. There's now going to be one where you actually, you don't get to see the person singing. They have like a cartoon of the person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they don't reveal. That. It's almost like the voice where, you know, you turn around and see the I person. See. But this one, you'll see a drawing or an animated <laughs> figure singing. And then people have to try to figure out if that's going to be a pop star or not. Sounds great. I I have absolutely no interest <sighs> in it. I was like, that's almost like the mass singer. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. I can't see yeah. the singer at all. Yeah, I don't care about that. I tried watching that because of uh, my man's the host there, Nick Cannon. But Nick, uh, yeah. I, yeah, it wasn't my thing. It wasn't my thing. Uh, yeah, Joe, what up? Oh, I can hear the the construction, but it's not bad. I can't hear it in your mic from your mic. Yeah, I mean, I can feel the ground shaking, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's annoying, but it's not horrible. Uh, yeah, Joe. Hello. Hey. Hello. 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 Yeah. Yes. Hey, Howard. How are you? All right. Hey, hey now. Hoffred. Oh, mm. Hey, Howard. I'm calling in regards to JD. Um, his behavior, it's called self-stimulation behavior, otherwise known as stimming. 
And stimming is the repetitive or unusual body movement or noises. Stimming might include hand or finger mannerisms or rocking back and forth. I used to work with uh, handicapped people when I got out of uh, college. And uh, a lot of them, most of them were autistic, showed that behavior of self-stimulation. Also, yeah. you, it also can go into masturbation as a self-stimulation behavior as well. And I, he probably has that, too. I think he got, yeah. he has that, too, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, one of my favorite shows is coming out, uh, second season on Netflix. I think it's Netflix. It's called... Um, Love on the spec. Oh, hi, honey. What's oh, up? You should talk about that. Don't forget about that. I just want okay. you to know that it's on, it's full on going. Yeah, it's on. not so the bad. The house is shaking upstairs. Yeah, but well, I'm saying here, I hear it. It's not too bad, head. right? Well, yeah, but no, I'm saying it's not too bad down here. Down here, not at all. But I do hear it down here. But you have your headphones on. You haven't even heard the new uh, Bang a Clock song that uh, Donnie V sings. I haven't. You need to hear it. It's about you. I wrote that for you. Well, send it to me. No, I'm going to play it. I'll play it at the end of the show. Okay. So gorgeous. I'm going to give you bang a clock today. That's what I just decided. I, you're not only going to hear this song, but you're going to, you're going to receive me today. Can't wait. If you want it. I need you to know that it was going I, Yeah, I know, I know. And it's, I'm, I'm hearing it, but it's not so bad. I love you so much. And you will enjoy me. I her today. coming in and I know. She runs right out. in a while. Honey, you want to hang? <laughs> a conversation? Guess not. So what were you saying? Some TV show that you really like? Yeah, it's called Love on the Spectrum. It's people with autism dating one another, and it's so oh, yeah? good. In fact, you, you'll love it. Uh, watch season one, to get to, but season two is coming out. It okay. premieres tomorrow on Netflix, and I, I'll be all over it. My wife and I love it. <laughs> uh, we love people with autism dating, it turns out. We didn't okay, know this. I have to see what this is now. Yeah. So that's what. Hey, uh, Howard. Yeah. I also, I also. I hit the dump button. You didn't ask for that. Yeah. I, I just don't know if that's something that's supposed to be out there or. I mean, Joe Pesci can tell whatever story he wants. Yeah. But I don't know that anybody else should be telling it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not comfortable with that. Just not. Beth seemed pretty excited about bang a clock today when I offered that to her. <laughs> and that look on her face uh, tells me there's somebody who has something. I can't believe you're not running off the air right now. It was so. Uh, yeah, the way she wanted desired. it. <laughs> yeah. I only wish I could bang you, Robin, so you'd know how great it is when I hop on top of you. That's one thing we should have done, just so you have a point of reference. Yes, and, you know, now you're married. We can't even no. get that done. That window when I was single, I should have given you bang a clock. And <laughs> just to see what I'm doing, you know. Get That's some right. pointers. what it's all about. I was uh, just thinking oh, that yeah. you would have laughed at me because <laughs> I don't think you would have been happy with my penis. By the way, when I took the break a couple of minutes ago, I sat down and peed. I haven't done that in a while. I put a urinal in my house so I don't have to sit yeah. down and pee. Why did you but do down, that? Well, I'm down here in the basement and we just no have a regular toilet. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know what? Do I really? I know 90% of the time I miss and I get the seat all <laughs> wet in the floor. And then I'm in there with a, like a, a 
a Lysol wipe, wiping everything down. And so I was just like, fuck that. Did you have better aim at another time in your life or does it always just make No, I, th- I think I did. I think what happened, uh, you know, I don't have a lot to work with down there and <laughs> kind of points out straight. So I have to, oh. I, and I hold my penis with my underwear cause I don't want to get my hands dirty and, and everything just, sometimes it goes completely sideways, like on a <laughs> 90, what do you call that? A 45 degree angle? No, that's a 90 degree angle. If it's Is like that... a right angle to your penis. Is that right? Yeah. You sure? Because I'm thinking... 180 degrees is a straight line. 90 degrees is... Oh, you're right. Yes, half of that. So fucking smart over there. Show off. No. Look at you. Always looking to steal the moment. <laughs> I think, oh, I think you once... Common knowledge. You once told me you took a 10-inch penis. And I was like, wow. <laughs> you know, I don't think she's going to, after that, I don't think she's going to be looking for me. <laughs> Didn't you take a 10 inch penis? Uh, it might have uh, been that big. Yeah. Whatever it was, wow. it was too much. Uh, was it really? Uh, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> it's so obnoxious. Uh, <laughs> mm, uh, How could that oh, be? How could some guys yeah, have 10 right inches? There. I mean, that's a uh, lot. To give one yeah, it's too much. It's you know, like spread it around a little more. Yeah, you know, let, like everybody should have about, I don't know, six penis, penis. <laughs> yeah, like that's like ten of my penises. <laughs> penis, penis, penis. I remember you. It really stuck with me because you told me it was like a short guy too, right? Like a yeah, he was a little guy. <laughs> that's it was ridiculous. like they used all of him to make penis <laughs> jump in yeah. my pussy. And there wasn't much left to make the rest of him. Jeez. Nice penis. Sal took a beating in the email. Uh, what are the odds? Well, you know, Sal was talking about the um, his spirituality, and he mentioned yeah. when he sees a dime on the floor, he picks it up and saves it in a jar because he thinks it's a soul. And then Sal showed us his jar of dimes and the fans think pretty much universally that he's a moron well he also said he stops and you know has a little ceremony when he finds a dime like wherever it is he has to bless it and hold it up to the sky and kisses whoever it. sent it to him yeah he kisses it howard what are the odds that sal's wife is getting rolls of dimes and throwing them all around just to watch him look like a dumbass <laughs> I have to say, whenever I see Sal's name pop up on my radio, I know I'm in for something good. <laughs> Howard, Sal is such a nitwit. I'd love to see him wandering the streets, picking up loose change off the ground like a crazy homeless man. Dimes are a sign, all right, a sign that Sal is an empty-headed dope. <laughs> One listener had a good idea. He said, I'm curious to see how many of Sal's dimes, or souls, as he likes to call them, could fit in his pouch, his penis pouch, because he's uncertain. Mm. We've put money yeah. in there before, and it takes quite a lot. In honor of our guest Coldplay on Wednesday, which we're all looking forward to, they're going to do some music and everything. Uh, but uh, here's a song about Sal, inspired by our uh, guest, if you want to uh, hear that. Okay. You up for a song about Sal? Yes, always. Hmm. 
Sal talks to trees. I do thank trees. He speaks to squirrels and doves. Had a, a connection with an animal. How could he be so dumb? I feel like the spirit world paralyzes animals. Yeah, he's a dim fellow. Jewelry. 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 Abominable. Ireland. My cock is gone! So good. He's always looking for signs. Prevail. He gets excited whenever he sees a dime. There's a sign right there. His IQ is barely above 99 south. I want to be a dog. I put garlic on my cock. Oh, what a dummy that sound. <laughs> Very nice of Chris Martin to do that for us. Beautiful. Wow. Song. Yeah, there you go. When you hear those statements all together, it really is quite amazing that one person could have made them all. He made every one of those. <laughs> Let me answer this door, Robin, and see who yeah. it is. Oh, whoa. Famous actor Gary Busey, who played Buddy Holly and uh, was in Under Siege. How are you, Gary? Yes. Good morning. It's good to see you. Good yeah. to see you, Howard. Hey, great to have you on the show. What, what What's on your mind? Now, the problem is you're speaking about spiritual realm, and you don't understand the natural symbology of the spiritual realm. You have to understand that I, myself, and you, and Robin, we are all guided by invisible forces. And when you get lost in your imaginatory vagueness, your foresight becomes a nimble vagrant. First of all, uh, you know, I know you're a very spiritual guy, probably after your motorcycle accident where, uh, you know, you weren't wearing a helmet, uh, you became very spiritual, didn't you? It was December 4th, 1988, and I went to the other side. I saw the supernatural. I saw three balls of light, amber, magenta, and white gold. And they delivered me the definitions of the words that I spell out, and I would know what they mean in the eternal, internal truth. And truth is T-R-U-T-H, taking real understanding to heart. It's the strongest ordinance in your body, your mind, your soul, and your being. Yeah! Yeah, but, 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 but you, so you're spiritual like Sal, cause Sal sees a dime on the floor and then he starts kissing it and uh, thinking it's a, a lost soul of some kind. The spiritual realm of the psyche offers us blessings and offerings in dimes. And when you find a dime, you pick them up, you kiss them and you hold them and nurture them because oh, you believe dime, that? dime is D-I-M-E, demonstrating important mystical energy. And that's why I have spoken to many spirits, one of them being the spirit you know, of Buddy Holly for over 40 years. He has left me 953 dimes that I have found and cherished and kept near and dear to my heart. You mean after you played Buddy Holly in the movie, you would find dimes as well? Several dimes, and a movie was nominated to the Academy Award with Warren Beatty, Bobby De Niro, and Lawrence Olivier. And John Voice said to me, how did you pull off the roll? And I grabbed him by the shoulders and I said, his spirit is in me. I found the dimes. The orbs have entered my body and we have right. crossed paths 32 times. I couldn't see Gary in the mirror anymore. I saw the spirit of Charles Harden Holly within me. That is what he was within. Are you out of breath? I mean, yeah, why is he always <laughs> well, out of breath? that'll oh be God. the day when you say goodbye. That'll be the day <laughs> when you make me cry. Yeah. Oh, you say you're going to leave. Yeah. Yep. In the Buddy Holly story, uh, Gary sang all his own songs. He's yeah. a very talented man, yeah. Well, I did sing all my own songs, and I would like to make an apology as well to you, Robin, because years ago on the show, I did mount you, and I went up to you, and it was a gender-related stress response back when I was an intensity junkie. 
And I oh, have yeah. since become a promise keeper. And I promise to myself to break the gap, stand in the gap, and reconcile my religion and my faith. And for that, I apologize to you. You well, certainly have the, the apology. And, and that nice, Robin. Apologize. You, you, you uh, have the gift of gab. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I love you. you you're just an amazing uh, talker. I mean, everything. How you've does said he to me. know that dime stands for what he said it stands for? You know, Gary. It's because the spirits uh, hand me yeah. the energy, and I don't have negative thoughts in my psyche, mind, spirits, all emotions, or my mentality. The spirits made me the angel of silk, and they said, "Let me take you inside and show you the silver lining, positive influence, and the wrong." that becomes the goodness and you and 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 and, you know he makes a lot of sense and he suffered extensive uh, head trauma after his motorcycle accident yeah yeah um well anyway i most certainly did yeah well anyway you working on anything or you you want to say anything uh, else before you go various things but one thing i would like to say is i'd like to work on something with you which is i would like to meet up with you howard and i'd like to play tickle and pee with you would you like that? Would you like tickling me? So you tickle me and I pee, or I tickle you and you pee? Oh, no, no. I hold you down, and I'll tickle you until you pee. And Gary's here, <laughs> and we're going to have fun with each other. And I will tackle you and show you that fear is false evidence appearing real. And when it appears what? real to you, you will see that. I feel silly asking you this, but why would I want to do that? Why would I want to pee my pants while you tickle me? We're just having fun. Right. That's what we do when we <laughs> okay. have fun. But you okay. understand my years of difficulty and belligerence are behind me, and that is all good. And we are all done with that now. And you forgive me, and I forgive you, and that is why when we connect and see that our soul is showing others the unconditional love of what I have and what you have. All right. Well, thanks. All right. Good to talk to you, man. I'll, I'll... I'm not leaving. Oh no! Oh my love! Oh my kitchen! You don't know what you been missing, oh boy! That's we don't have a door song. closing sound effect. I realize we, <laughs> have, uh, we have the door open. We don't have the close. We don't have oh, the close. Adios. Adios. All right. Bye, Gary. Adios. What does that stand for? A D I O S. That means achieving dreams in openness. Delivering, symptomatic, showing the standing with each other, being victorious and triumphant together. Well, that's Adivividiaivos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, l- later. Adios. Adios. There you go. Thank you. We live Goodbye. in a haunted house. All yeah. right. No. Well. Meanwhile, you know, he's a very accomplished musician. Leon Russell, Willie Nelson, Bruce Springsteen, David Crosby, Tom Petty, among others, all have played with the wonderful Gary Busey. Well, I'm sure he's a talented man. Absolutely. Oh, finally, in the fan feedback, and then we'll get out of here. That's where he diverges with Sal. He's a very talented man, and he (laughs) believes a lot of gobbledygook, too. We received a ton of feedback from fans after a caller named Mark told us he was planning a threesome with his partner and another woman. You remember Ah, that? Ah, yes. Howard, that guy Mark with the upcoming threesome is such an imbecile. No wonder his wife wants someone else. He probably talks her to the brink of death while droning on and on. Howard, I think a good route to go for the threesomes with your wife is with a sex worker. It would reduce the risk of any friction within the relationship. Mark is going down a dark path. Hmm. And Ronnie, uh, as part of that segment, weighed in with his advice on how to coordinate a threesome. He thought Mark was doing too much planning. That was Ronnie's advice. If you remember, yes, I can bring that moment back to you where Ronnie stepped in and tried to straighten this guy Mark out. And 
lead them in the right way. Ronnie is an expert on all things sexual. We did have rules. The rules were that I didn't even fuck this girl, to be honest with you. Everything, right. everything but fucking her. Right. The only one I fucked was the girl, you know, my girl. That's it. Right. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. When you say everything but, well, you, you know, mean making out with her, you know, okay. the tit, tit action. Down. Blow you could go up, down you know, on that, her. You could, you no, know. No, 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 no. Okay. What do you do then? <laughs> you mean, what do you do? <laughs> it was all Wait, could, you, could you finger her? Yeah, that you could. Okay. You're saying cool. it was right, sort of exciting good. to see the two girls getting it on, and then, yeah. like, you could. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you haven't drank. Yeah. If, you know, you drink hey, it during it. Well, one listener thought Ronnie's experience didn't even qualify as a threesome. <laughs> Playing a lot of board games and what Ronnie did is not a real threesome. Tell that old bag of shit to shut the fuck up. If he didn't fuck her, he did not have a threesome. He knows nothing about sex. I'm so sick of hearing him pass himself off as some kind of sex guru. He didn't pull well, off the whole thing. Well, in all fairness to Ronnie, I called him the sex guru. He he was just telling you his experience, and he calls it a yeah, threesome. Yeah, but he did uh, figure that that was a threesome because there was a third party in the bed, but he didn't get to go all the way with her. Right. Yeah, Ronnie's first threesome was when he was a kid, and there was a dog in the bed with him. and uh, <laughs> He considered that a threesome, too. <laughs> Uh, what else? Last Tuesday, we talked about the MTV Video Music Awards. I barely knew any of the presenters or performers, but one of the observations I had was that everyone was half naked, specifically showing their asses. Eddie Trunk made a couple of points about this on his radio show, Trunk Nation, on Sirius XM's volume. Oh, really? Yeah, uh -huh. he, he evidently was uh, talking about this, too. Well, they had Madonna come out in the beginning to, to say something and turn around with her ass out as well, because everybody has to have their ass out now. Megan Fox basically went naked. 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 Of course, the guy who invented the go to an award show with your ass out moment and theme works right here at Sirius XM. That would be Howard Stern. Howard yet set another trend. The world right. goes to, to award shows now with their asses out. Howard did that 30 years ago. That's right. Fart man. Right. People went crazy. Oh, my God, it's horrible. Guy has his ass out. Now everybody it. copies it. Another innovation from Howard Stern. Everyone goes to award shows with their asses out now. Howard had the foresight to set that trend 30 years ago at the VMAs. Poor Eddie, after uh, that rant, they, they locked him up. Uh, I was going to say, in. did he yeah. pass out? Because he yeah. sounds like he's getting breathless. <laughs> They had to take him to the hospital. Hey, he's right. Hey, he's right. Man's upset about it. And I don't blame him. Thank you, Eddie. Eddie Trunk, by the way, right here, one of our serious XM personalities. For your listening pleasure. So much to listen to. Noise isn't too bad. You don't hear it, right? I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's horrible. If you were, you were here, you'd hear it, but. I could work through it a little bit. All right, anyway, we're going to end the show. Here's what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm going to make you a promise. Okay. And I'm going to hold get, you to it. Hold me to it. Debbie and Jeff, the new hot couple, Debbie the cum lady and Jeff the vomit guy, 
Okay. It's going to make you sick. O.J. Simpson, we're going to get to and describe his summer. Oh, and we got to play this game, Back to School Staff Stories, because this is going to blow your mind. Tomorrow's going to be a really good show. Okay. Yeah. And also, uh, after I do this commercial, I'll play the Donnie V. Bang a Clock song, for those of you still uh, wanting to hear that. Seems to uh, be a big hit. Donnie and I uh, collaborating. I'm a big Donnie fan, so. What a great voice. He has one of the best rock and roll voices. One of the best singers I've ever heard. Is he back with Chips enough, or uh, we don't know? The last time we talked to Chip, they were not together. But that was a long time ago. Howard, I was emailing with him. I don't yeah. I don't know if they're back together, but then they might be doing something in Europe this year, but th- I don't think they're together right now. All right. There's Gary with the info. Uh, the NFL, Gary sent me a strange email. <clears throat> he said he, want, he wanted to call me over the summer and catch up, but he was afraid to because he was afraid he was bothering me. When did he send you that? During the summer Gary or lately? Uh, during the summer. I mean, lately, but I guess he was thinking about ago. calling me. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. And then and a, and a phone call never materialized? Yeah. What are we going to catch up about? I don't know. Yeah, I was missing you. I, mean. I was missing you. Yeah, I would have done. You could have called me. It's no big deal. I, I mean, I got the impression <clears throat> that you really, you wanted the summer off from everything. But not you from think a friendly he was like on a maternity call. leave break? He didn't want to hear yeah. from anybody at work? <laughs> I couldn't talk to him for yeah. 90 days, exactly. I don't know if it's bullshit, but th- someone was telling me about, like, you're not even allowed. When someone's on maternity leave now, you're not allowed to call them if you're from work or else. Uh, right. Or or email them. You can call Why? them. You can call them from work to see how the baby's doing, but you can in oh. no way, shape, or form discuss work in any way. And you can't really? email them from a work email and ask them anything. Like, you can't even say, like, Hey, I can't find the uh, the stapler. Do you know where it is? Like, you can't even talk about that. Wow. <laughs> That's weird. What if you accidentally, you call about the baby and then you accidentally say something? <laughs> yeah, geez, uh, I'm pretty burnt out from work today. Uh-oh. <laughs> do you get reported? <laughs> I mean, I guess you can do it, but you're not. So, you, in other words, you can't call someone and say, and say um, hey, what do you think of this? Or do you know where this is? Or do you have this phone number? Anything like that? You're not to, not to bother them with any kind of work. And Gary, well, it was weird. Like the the guys were telling me you were terrified of. This was someone told me that you were terrified of being in the crosshairs. That's a quote from you. Being in the crosshairs when the show came back. What was well, that? We about? were doing we were doing summer school all summer, so we were guessing. You know, we could only guess at what you're up to during the summer. Right. And one of the guesses was that. You know, you had nobody to yell at and that you might come back and just, be, you know, you have saved it all for somebody. We weren't sure who it was going to be. We thought it might be me or JD or it could be anybody. Do I, and what am I, what am I, am I one of these guys who yells at people? I'm not really yelling at anyone. Do you, you have a thing where you have a quota of yelling you have to get out on a weekly basis and it's all stored up? Gary's so weird. Like I know stuff about Gar- Gary's shoulders hurt, but he's afraid to tell me. Uh, that's the word I really? got. I go, well, why would Gary be afraid to tell me that his shoulders hurt? Why are you afraid to tell me? No, I, I was I was joking with somebody. I, I said, I didn't want to tell you because um, I had my knees done and you would go all Dr. Sarno on me and go, that's just the pain moving. But it's of not. Of course it is. I mean, of right. course it is. And uh, kudos to the guy I talked Gary. to and told that, that I said, please don't bring that up. And I told Gary. you 
that your pain was going to move, and it has. Now it's in your shoulders. It's Gary. You know, what's you wrong with your shoulders if it's not uh, phantom pain? <laughs> no, it's, I got pain. He doesn't want. I mean, the pain is real. It's, it's it's when Robin says phantom pain, it doesn't. All right. Hey, anyway, it's, uh, it's I'm not, not go what I'm. It's not like the. Uh, I'm just saying that it's uh, an expression of your body. That right. is continuing because it has not, so whatever issue it is hasn't been resolved. He doesn't Gary! want to hear it. I'm not going to pick on him. I was Gary, just trying to help where him. Where are you? Gary recently moved. He sold 2,000 pieces of vinyl. This is the other report I got. And he kept 200. Where they did you sell the, the big vinyl? Move? I, uh, I found a guy. Actually, yeah. I found a guy. Harvey Leeds gave me a guy that. Um, I guess him and Meg Griffin sold their collections too. I guess a lot of people are downsizing. So Meg sold I, uh, her collection of vinyl. She sold probably some of it. It's probably some. Of oh it. my God, that's major news. I wonder what she parted with. How did I not read that in page six? <laughs> Why would she ever sell her vinyl, her precious vinyl? Wow, I might have to interview her. Uh, Howard Stern. I believe exclusive. Meg is married to vinyl. I think she married. She legally married her records. Her but final yeah, record. how do you let some of that go? And who do, who'd you let go, Gary? What was the big uh, most of it? Well, I like, mean, I kept um, I kept a lot of the box sets. I kept most of the Springsteen. I kept. I mean, I just went through it. I, I had a bunch of autograph stuff and um, let her go. But I also had a lot of stuff that that you know <laughs> that I really just didn't need, and I just didn't have room for. Wow. And where did you put it in your new place? I have some cabinets that were, you know that was just nice. enough room for the small amount that I have left. I just wondered where your new listening area is. Still working on that. I oh, it's exciting. Which, which which is you know which is uh, means wherever Mary tells me it can be, and she hasn't decided <laughs> yet. Yeah, I know. Believe me, <clears throat> I know that. <clears throat> I know that feeling. She she <clears throat> was like she was like. Um, well, if you sold all the records, you don't really need to bring like that record player and that amp and those speakers, do you? And I'm like, no, no. And she's like, you hardly ever listen to it. I go, no, I listen to it. And then she's she like, thinks she it's made too. It, she probably does, yeah. Gary. Yeah. So dumb. Just get rid of all your vinyl and just stream and listen to like Sirius XM. And is she still trying too. to find a place for that big console? Um, the console made it over here, but uh, under protest. <laughs> It was my mother. It was my mother's, uh, my mother's piece, and everybody, everybody that comes to the house loves it. They go, Gary's "Wow, we considering, really love this, except for Mary." Gary's considering selling his jukebox too. All the dumb shit that <gasps> Gary's bought over the wow. years, now he's selling off to other maniacs. Oh, yeah, so the best thank part God there are the, more uh, maniacs. <laughs> the animation art collection is in storage, where I can, you know, pay a, uh, uh, a fee to keep it every month. But I'm, I'm trying to sell that as well. But I just haven't figured out how. Some, nice. some of it, most of it. Nice. Gary doing that cleaning out. Yep. Yeah, a couple downsizing. Of what can you get for your vinyl? Um, it was less than I thought. <laughs> it wasn't well, like, a lot, like but it was. If you you sold two thousand pieces, as you call them, pieces of vinyl, how, how much do you get? <laughs> can I ask? Yeah, I think it was about three thousand dollars. Oh, all right, that's more than I would have thought you'd get. I, I think thought that's a he had some kind of great collection, Howard. Mm. Nobody wants that shit. No one. There was. The guy, a, there was I bet you the guy what, said to Gary, he goes, listen, dude, I know you think this is valuable. Go try and sell it. I got to find some moron who's going to fucking still be into vinyl. Your scratchy ass records. 
<laughs> well, I think the problem was I had a lot of the records in my collection had been in a flood some years ago. So a lot of them, oh. I would say like a third of them were, you know, were, were kind of wrecked. So um, $3,000 sounds like a, 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 a gold here, mine. Yeah, we're hearing that you made out like a bandit. <laughs> I think I did. Excuse me, uh, if you keep a penny on your on your stylus, I will, uh, is that what it's called, that thing that plays yeah. the records? Stylus. Sure. If you keep a penny uh, glued to your stylus, I believe these will play because they were in a flood. <laughs> They're rather warped. Who the hell is buying his used vinyl? His warped vinyl. I would like. No, the, the vinyl sure. wasn't warped. The, the, uh, the covers were a little messed up, but they were... Believe me, there was plenty of quality stuff there. I had a bunch of box sets that were like even, what? That weren't even what open. was quality? I had a, <clears throat> I had a, uh, like a bunch of Led Zeppelin box sets that had never hmm. even been opened. Okay, those, well, were, there worth, you go. those were worth a couple. Those, those probably he probably could have sold them for hundred fifty bucks each, but I probably, sure, you know, a third of that. Da, da, toothy. I bet you uh, Meg's vinyl is pristine. Oh, she yeah. would never ever allow her vinyl to be in a flood. She would she would drown herself before she'd let she would she would just get underneath her vinyl and hold it up over her head <laughs> and drown rather than let her vinyl <laughs> get warped. That girl loves vinyl. That girl loves music. I wanted her so bad when I worked with her when we were young. And all she wanted was the music. She just wanted me. She wouldn't even look at me. I was such a loser. <laughs> I guarantee you she handles her vinyl with white gloves. Like Meg probably has uh, like special mitts that can wipe the uh, static shit off of the uh, vinyl. I'm, get, also, I'm guaranteeing it. all of those it. instruments that you go yeah. over the records with. Yeah, she probably has one of those little brushes with the fluid. And you yeah. <laughs> a big mitt that you can wipe down <laughs> the records with. And then she probably has special, uh, you know. Record players that... And then she only not... handles the edges once that's done. Yeah. She puts that platter down. Yeah. We had a uh, program director when I worked in Hartford, when I was a young DJ. We had a special that we were airing on record called um, The History of Rock and Roll. It was like 25 discs. And during your shift, he just had to wear white gloves. He was like, you guys are going to all wear white gloves. And only lift the records from the side. I don't want any scratches on these records. We have to send them back. And uh, they have to be in pristine condition. <laughs> I'm doing a radio show with a fucking white And they give them to a bunch of DJs who are not yeah. getting paid much. <laughs> yeah. I was making a nice uh, 12000 a year. Just didn't know where to spend it. It's a little too much money. Young, <laughs> handsome, and making that kind of dough. Yeah, twelve grand a year. Should have seen where I was living. Gorgeous place, except for the sewage that would float up from the toilets every once in a while and flood the place. <laughs> Howard, if you watch, if you watch like um, CBS Sunday Morning, they'll do a piece on how like there's only like three copies of the Constitution, and the person right. from CBS will go there and they'll go in a room and the person will put the white gloves on, you yeah. know, and handle it that way. That, That's that, Meg. That's, <laughs> that's Meg with the records. I worked with well, she her. Probably has, she probably has them. Um, there's special, uh, you know, whatever comes in the record, there's these white things that you put in instead that are better. And then you put them, you put your whole album in plastic. So she's probably got all of that. She was insanely hot. 
I wonder if I just found her hot because she, she was so good on the radio. She was like a kid and she was fantastic on the radio. She was like 20 something. I don't know when I met her. What are you saying? Meg was an attractive um, young lady. Yeah, I'm saying super hot, though. Like, Well, especially because she was so into rock and roll. It was just like for a woman to have that much knowledge. I mean, it was it played into the the intelligence expertise thing. And she was she seemed unattainable. Yeah, well, that's what I, I mean. I was working with her and it was my first radio job. And I'm like, oh, my God. I remember walking in and seeing her. I'd listened to her and I was like, shit, she's way too good for this shitty radio station. <laughs> and then I walk in and I see her and I'm like, whoa. Exactly. And I had just gotten married. And I'm like, oh my God, look at her. But oh my I was, goodness. I was smart to have gotten married because she wouldn't, you know, she wouldn't look at me. But I was, I'm wondering though, was I just taken with how good a disc jockey she was or was she really that hot? Cause I, I thought she was like the hot, one of the hottest girls I ever saw. I can't answer that for you. Yeah. I, but you know, I kept to myself back then. No girls were looking to talk to me. I was lucky I didn't get fired for being so bad on the air. Didn't you say once you all wound up in the same room, like during a snowstorm or something? I, I slept in a, during a snowstorm with her husband. I didn't know. Oh, it was not Meg and her husband. Yeah, well, that was her boyfriend at the time. This guy was, <laughs> um, his name was Joe from Chicago. That was his air name. <laughs> and he was a uh, nice guy and everything. And uh, there was a, a violent snowstorm. I mean, like you know, crazy 20 inches of snow or something. And he was like, Hey, you want to get a room together? And I was like, yeah, I'd rather get a room with Meg, but <laughs> she's not. <laughs> <Somebody. accident. laughs> yeah. Nice guy. I don't know what happened to him. I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know what anybody happened. I, 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 I got my head is filled with shit. <laughs> Lost touch with all those DJs, except for Meg. I still know Meg. Yep, Meg's still around. I'll give you a Meg fact. She went to college to be a veterinarian, and then uh, really, yeah. And after a gig at a college radio station, gig, you know, free show at a college radio station, she realized, hey, I'm really good at this, and she became a DJ. She so. loved it. Yeah, no, yeah, she loved it. She loves it. She loves vinyl, and I think she loves men who love vinyl. <laughs> I would not doubt that. Yeah. I've got like uh, 4,000 pieces of vinyl. Good for you. Well, Gary, uh, there's more I could ask you about, but I'm going to end the show. He had 4,000 pieces of vinyl and he made no, $3,000. He had $2,000. <laughs> oh, my. Well, look at, look at behind Gary. Like he has a... 345s. <laughs> He has a David Bowie vinyl record on display behind him. Look at him. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. He loves vinyl. I do. We, we give away yeah. vinyl on the wrap-up show. Isn't that well, nice? Isn't I also lost some weight over the pandemic, Howard. Yeah, you do. You look good. You look like you lost some weight. Yes. I spent some time thinking about Gary over vacation. It was driving <clears throat> me crazy. I was thinking about that time when he was techno beaver we used to call him but he was yeah. what you call G gadget gary right that was gadget your name gary yes gary had this gary always wants to be a performer i know that about him <clears throat> he enjoys being on the air and so for some reason he became a an expert on tech well he was, was writing of, for these 
sort of online magazines or something. No, they yeah. were actually in your house, Robin. Real, real oh, life. Oh, really? Magazines. They were real yeah. magazines. <laughs> yeah, and so we we were like kind of amazed. But Gary found a hook to get himself on TV, and then Geraldo Rivera had a show, and he invited Gary on to talk about gadgets. He even introduced him. He goes, "This is Gadget Gary." Yeah, there were a couple mm. of places that Gary showed up to preview the new gadgets that were coming out, yeah. including this Geraldo show. And then, and that's the famous show where he asked him about the new iPad that just came out. And Gary goes, I don't know, Geraldo. I mean, Apple's a good company, but they made a bit of a stumble with this invention <laughs> called the iPad. And, but I, I remember I was like, um, Thinking about Gary, and I was like, "Who? The, first of all, where the fuck does Gary come off being an expert on tech? He doesn't. I mean, he's he likes tech, but he doesn't Is know he anything." Technical. <laughs> but what was wrong with fucking Geraldo? And then it made me think about the bigger picture. I started to think, you know what? All these news shows I watch when they have experts on, I just assume these guys are experts. But now I realize yeah. they're not because they had Gary being the gadget expert. Because Geraldo was like, "Hey, here's Gadget Gary." And I'm like, you know, anybody who didn't know our show, you know, people who knew our show knew Gadget Gary was bullshit. But I, you know, I watch these <laughs> new shows and they go out there who doesn't know and they think Gary's an expert. That's what I mean. Like people in Kansas thought <laughs> that Gary knew what he was talking about. And it I made think me crazy. I was talking about to some, to some degree, but you're right. You're right. There's a, there's a guy on on uh, on one of the channels news every night, and he's a psychologist. I don't know what his degree is in, but there's no subject he can't talk about, and he's an expert on it. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. I don't trust him anymore because I don't because he's, he's an expert on <laughs> he's, two, an expert. he's all over the place. Expert on everything. Here to talk about the rollicking pace of technological change from the way we watch movies to the way we read books. I'm joined by the CW's Gadget Gary. He's a featured columnist for Sound and Vision magazine. He is wow. in reality Baba Booey, the executive producer of the Howard Stern Show, my friend Gary Delabate. Good to see you, Rob. Thanks. Thanks for coming here. So well, our There's the expert. <laughs> and I'm like, where did he come up with Gadget Gary? <clears throat> These virtual actors going to change the whole way we watch movies. I mean, when you think about, uh, you know, the Navi people and the fact that we relate to them, Sigourney Weaver never looked better. I mean, I hope she's not insulted when I say that. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that the movie is amazing and nobody's ever seen anything like it. And it's a game changer as far as the technology of the movie. But at the end of the day, you know, you'll always want to see human actors. But certainly for what? the sci-fi crowd, uh, this is a major, major movie. I heard you saw it four times. I did see it, and I feel like such a nerd, you know. But I, uh, you know, I loved Star Trek and Lord of the Rings and all that kind of stuff. But what I, what I really loved was the convincing nature of the alternative world they created. Yeah, no, but but you know that's what's so important about this movie. Gary, oh. the expert, drives me crazy. Yeah, 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 Geraldo. Okay, that's your dumb opinion, but let me give you the expert opinion <laughs> on Avatar. <laughs> yes. This is fake hey, news. Howard, they, they brought me there to have an opinion. I can't go out. I, I know, know, but you sound obnoxious when you start lecturing the audience on the importance of a story. I mean, you gotta have it. You gotta be definitive. But and really, how groundbreaking has it been for the movie industry? <laughs> I don't know. A good story. And people have made fun of the story. and They said it's Pocahontas or it's Dances with Wolves, but it's still there's a compelling story there. There's a love story there, and all the technology in the world doesn't mean a thing unless you have a good story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a ridiculous opinion because we know, like movies like Transformers, has no story whatsoever, and that was a huge hit. It was all or CGI. Fast and Furious. How many more of them right. are they going to make? Geraldo, I don't care how many effects you will see in these movies. 
You still have to have a great story and great plot. I do not care. He's like, like, who is that? Gadget Gary. Is every movie now in 3D and has uh, fake no. backgrounds? No. No. <laughs> the idea that Gary felt comfortable enough to go on a show as an expert and not say I'm not an expert was what annoyed me at the time. I was just like, Gary, stop it. You're not an expert. But it was Gary's big moment because he got to be on Geraldo and on the CW. Yeah. I don't know, Geraldo. Just because it's great, it doesn't mean that the guy have a good story. Bullshit. Uh, well, <laughs> right. <clears throat> Is the iPad a, a, another breakthrough for Apple? Um, I don't know that it's a breakthrough for them. I, I, in <laughs> fact, I think in, in a lot of ways it was a bit of a stumble for them. I think it's going to be a great product, right. and I think they're going to sell a ton of them. But they've hit two home runs in a row. They've had you know, the iPhone and the mm. iPod, and those are amazing. So people were expecting something unbelievable, something that I don't think that they could put together. So there's a lot of things that are missing from the iPad that I hear people talking <laughs> about that they say are a deal breaker. But for me, I'm trying to figure out, well, who's it for? In other words, if I have... Uh, let's see here in my pocket. I have an iPhone, right? So if I have this, the iPad is a bigger version of this. So if I have this, why am I going to pay 800 bucks for that and another $30 a month if I want to get it on the 3G network? <laughs> By the way, Gary, Gary was wearing a, um, you know that thing you put in your 45s to spindle. the middle? Oh, yeah, spindle. A spindle. Gary was wearing a spindle necklace while he was on the show. It's very, very cute. In a lot of ways, it was he a was bit looking of a for, for them. He was looking for an identity as Gadget Gary. And... Yeah, I may have been wrong in that clip, Howard. I, you know, yeah. Just a little. <clears throat> just a little. Well, you're Gadget <laughs> Gary. Gadget Ga even Gadget Gary can be wrong. But wait, was it, when we read opinion, he goes, listen, Geraldo, I don't think it's a good idea, but they're going to sell a ton of them. And, uh, I think well, that was some... the other thing. Yeah, he's saying it's well, not that's because that's because people buy. My point was that people buy Apple products no matter what. They don't care. Right? Like Ralph, then it's a doubling? hit. So why is that a stumble for Apple? What was you thinking there? They're going to sell millions of them. What a stumble! If I could sell okay, millions of anything, of ways, it's it never a, a stumble. stumble for them. Yeah, let me stumble that way. <laughs> yeah, let me stumble into selling millions of something. <laughs> yeah, I missed that one. There's no doubt. All right. Anyway, I, I was thinking about that clip over vacation. Maybe it's good you didn't call me. You might have. <laughs> what what would have happened? Would you, would you have goofed at me on no. the phone? No. I would have said, hey, Gary, what's doing? What are you, what are you up to? Yeah, I know. I, mean, I, was, I was pretty busy this summer, too, because I was dealing with a lot of stuff. But I, I was thinking about you. No, same. I missed you. Love Gary. Everybody loves Gadget Gary, too. I wish he'd revive that, even on this show. Yeah, I, I you get... can still do Gadget in, in Gary. Ways, hey, I, I will tell you that, that I, was, I, was, uh, I was very early uh, adopter of Sonos and uh, Amazon Alexa. So there you go. You were right like on with those. We know, never got those reports. <laughs> yep. Sure you did. You made fun of me for talking about that. No, we didn't yeah, get Natalie it Natalie Maines never misses a moment to go, whenever Natalie Maines see, sees me, she just goes, Sonos. As if, like, <laughs> as if it's a dirty word. Monkey. Meanwhile, look, Gary's still going strong, and and looks like he ended Geraldo's show. I don't see that show anymore. I think it's over. <laughs> Gadget Gary, not my that. fault. No. All right, thank you, Gadget Gary. And uh, I yes. don't know anything. 